This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, April 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Philadelphia police officer was shot while conducting a traffic stop on Wednesday night in the city's Logan neighborhood. The suspect who fired at the officer was killed in a gun battle. It happened in the 1500 block of West Somerville Avenue just before 7 p.m. One officer was fired at while approaching a Kia Optima during a traffic stop. A total of five officers in full uniform were on the scene to assist before the gunfire erupted. As one of the officers approached the vehicle occupied by four people, a 24-year-old man inside produced a handgun and started firing, officials said. Officers ordered the right rear passenger out of the vehicle, at which point an officer shouted, he's got a gun. Then there was immediately a confrontation between the male and uh, the male with the gun and the police officer, said Commissioner Danielle Outlaw during a news briefing after the shooting. All five officers returned fire, killing the armed suspect. A weapon was recovered at the scene it's still unknown how many shots were fired by officers. Outlaw says the officer was shot in the foot and is currently hospitalized at Einstein Medical Center in stable condition. The three other occupants of the car, a woman and two men, were not injured. They are currently being questioned by police. A massive four-alarm fire destroyed an apartment complex and injured four firefighters in West Windsor Township, New Jersey on Wednesday afternoon. 22 people from seven families are now without homes. The fire broke out at about 3.30 in the unit block of Taylor Court at Building 8 on of the uh, Avalon-Princeton Junction apartments. Flames could be seen shooting through the roof of the three-story apartment building. Roughly 200 firefighters battled the blaze for four hours. A fourth alarm was struck just before 5 o'clock before it brought, they brought it under control about an hour later. The fire con- was contained to Building 8, uh, destroyed 24 apartments on the uh. property, but no one living in them was injured, fortunately. Uh, four firefighters <clears throat> suffered minor injuries. The displaced residents are being assisted by property management and the Red Cross, and the cause of the fire Fire remains under investigation. I see this footage casting, and it reminds me of that big blaze down in Conchi. Oh my god! I thought I of the same that. thing yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when they said how many firefighters were right, there. Right, right. That was that was. I'll crazy. never forget that. Yeah. Never forget that. And I, you know what? Did the they one go thing, on for days, or uh, I mean, it, it was yeah because the the hot spots would flare yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were on the scene for a long time, and what I remember it uh, being so bizarre, feeling like it, it was so crazy that the the people, the the residents of that building, they had nowhere to go. Like you would see them roaming around the streets, like walking their dog, and wow. like yeah, like th- that yeah. that night that it happened, like before they were able to you know help the residents out and stuff like that. Like I right. remember seeing people like just sitting on a curb with their dog and nowhere to go wow. because this building was on fire. Might yeah, be so. some people like that in this case as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The women's lacrosse team at the University of Delaware has been suspended for six weeks huh. for violating COVID-19 protocols. Since the Blue Hens are six games into their 12-game schedule, their season is effectively over. School wow. officials were notified of a big indoor gathering on Sunday, March 21st, which was reportedly hosted by members of the team at an off-campus site. The university investigated those claims and later sent out a release describing that gathering in a, is a violation of the university's <clears throat> COVID-19 guidelines, a student athlete social pledge and the Newark City ordinance limiting indoor gatherings to 10 people. Okay, so they made they made a pledge. Uh because when things happen off campus, I wonder well, how can the colleges get involved? Get involved. I, have, I have a friend who's a coach of one of the players, and I've, I've been talking to him about it. And uh, they're being treated rather unfairly um, simply because uh, other teams have dealt with similar situations. These uh, women get tested every day 
uh, they spend uh, time together all the time on the field, and they've been practicing together. So they're following all the protocols that way, Casey. What they did is a violation, but the punishment does not seem to suit, uh, fit the uh, crime. So it was just them? It was nobody and the but... Men, the men have been treated differently than the women in this particular case. Well, that's case. always the case. Oh, man, because I first saw the story, and I'm like, okay, good. Like, you know, you, yeah, they, you they want people... The to, you didn't follow the rules, and, yeah. like, here's here's the outcome of it. Like, you need to follow these rules to keep everyone safe, but if it's, you know, if similar yeah. situation and they're not being punished. You're right, and, and they do need to follow the rules, and they, they have acknowledged that, but I think that the to be punished the way that they have been seems a little unfair. The university's director of intercollegiate athletics released a statement reading in part, we have spoken to our student athletes at length about the protocols and guidelines that must be followed for us to provide a safe environment, not only for the university, but for our community as well. Benny James, Kathy, was this a lingerie pillow fight? (laughs) (laughs) Would that make it better? Just curious. (laughs) We will continue to communicate with our student athletes how important it is for them to honor the social pledge and stay disciplined in their choices in sports this morning The Phillies' offense came to life yesterday afternoon at the ballpark and they rolled to an 8-2 win over the New York Mets. Yeah. JT Real Muto both hit three run home runs, and Reese Hoskins hit a solo shot as the team continued their hot start to the season. Six games into the season, the Phils are 5-1. and one. They swept the Atlanta Braves in the season-opening three-game series and took two of three from the Mets. The Phils are off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to Atlanta to play the Braves. Zach Wheeler will get the start for the Phils, and Charlie Morton will go for the Braves. The Sixers are also off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to New Orleans to play the Pelicans. The Sixers are a half a game behind the Brooklyn Nets for first place in the Eastern Conference. Tip-off in that game is set for 8 o'clock. The Flyers return to action tonight with a game on Long Island against the Islanders. The Flyers are tied for sixth place in the East, five points behind the Boston Bruins for the fourth and final playoff spot. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. And Newman University's men's lacrosse team takes on the Wesley College Wolverines today at 4 o'clock in Dover, Delaware. The Knights are currently 1-0 in the Atlantic East Conference after last Wednesday's win over Immaculata. The game can be live-streamed at GoWesleyAthletics.com. And be sure to look for our production assistant extraordinaire and worldly known good guy, Connor Betts, who is the coach of the team. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to a Thursday morning with the President's Steve Show. We have more money on our mind today, and our mind says we want to give it to you. Hopefully, you will play along. And it is called the President Steve Money Clip Contest. Two times in our show alone, 8 and 10 a.m., $500 each opportunity. And then it goes on throughout the day. We'll do it seven times total throughout the, uh, this Thursday. So make sure you're with us. If you need some details, WMMR.com. You can get them there. There's a chance for you to win ten grand too, while you're at it. Uh, we also have a guest on the program, comedian Josh Wolf. Yeah. He's great. He'll be at Punchline tonight and Friday and Saturday. So we'll uh, chat with Josh at some point this morning, probably around 9 o'clock. And see where his head is at. Um, and we have other things to get to as well. So why don't we go ahead and take a break. Come back in a second. Line up some of the stories from the world of Hollywood and more. And we'll also have a stupid question some giveaways. We will be back in just a second. Please stay with us on your drive. Wherever you may be headed to today. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question. We're going to give away an overnight stay. uh, And it is, and also a $100 dining credit, by the way, for Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Saw a picture of Sean Penn this morning. So that motivated me to come up with a Sean Penn stupid question. And it is this. What is Spicoli's brother's name? Two one five two six three. I love that kid. WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. All right. And by the way, Spicoli's brother would be a good band name. So let's see if you know the answer. Spicoli's brother's name. Two one five two six three. WMMR. Today is Thursday, April eighth, and we have some birthdays to peruse while we're waiting. For your call, it is Steve Howe's birthday. Great. Of Yes, and uh, also Asia. And uh, I think he was also in a group called GTR. And he's one of those, just one of those great guitarists, man. Did we at some point talk to him? No, we spoke to Steve Hackett, I think. Yeah, no, I know that. I was wondering if earlier, years ago, I don't know. No, I I, I think I'd, unless I am having a complaint. I remember he, we're looking at a picture, Preston. It must have been when he just came back from Middle Earth. Man, he is, yeah. yeah. He is, he's got the really bad oh, English God. teeth. He's always had them. <laughs> he and makes Smigel look like Ben Affleck. And now that he's aged, you know, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of wizened and... Uh, Mm-hmm. He looks like that, but great guitar player, and uh, also, yeah, a little bit it's of Asia great. to throw in there, too. I, Asia's a guilty pleasure, I, man. I Asia love gets it. beat up, and, and I like that band. And then when they associated with a 40-year-old version, yes. I'm like, I still like it. I know. So Steve Howes celebrates his 74th birthday today. Another guitarist, Izzy Stradlin, who is from Guns N' Roses, former guitarist of Guns N' Roses, of course. But he played second fiddle to Slash. Yeah. You know, he was just uh, the rhythm dude, but um, still a member of Guns N' Roses. 59 years old today. Uh, It's John Lennon's son's birthday, but it's Julian Lennon, not Sean Lennon. Julian Lennon's birthday today. Wait a second, I had the first son. Yeah, he did, yes. Remember the one you completely well, ignored? Well, don't I have that on my face. <laughs> Forgot about? Yeah. <laughs> I loved uh, Much Too Late for Goodbye. It's a great song, yeah. yeah. You know what? And in in looking back, and, and I know that uh, that John, you know, pretty much left Julian on his own with his wife, ex-wife Cynthia and then started this, you know, relationship with Yoko and then had Sean and he really fawned over Sean. I did hear that. There was some kind of resistance from Cynthia, and she wanted some distance. She wanted the distance, and well, they'll, they'll, and that they may okay. have been part of the equation as well. Because I've always thought, wow, you know, John Lennon, Mister Peace and Love here, I know, yeah. completely ignoring his son. I would like to think, uh, and I think Julian Lennon is okay with a lot of it, and has come to yeah. grips with a lot of how it worked out. He, he clearly loved his dad, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's it's hard to see. The way he was fawning over Sean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, what about me? Uh, but uh, Julian, yeah, much too late for, for goodbyes. There was uh, another song he had called Stick Around and... and uh, Yoko uh, Sucks. And uh, wait, <laughs> Valat was the Valat, first. Valat, yes. That was the first song. Yeah. yeah. So he's 58 today. Uh, Patricia Arquette, the actress, uh, turns 53 years old. Uh, brother, Her brother is... Uh, 
David Arquette. David Arquette. David Arquette. Uh, so, and so Roseanne Arquette. Rose Arquette. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. So she yeah. starts in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies and yes. is now uh, an acclaimed, yeah. revered actress. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys, anybody watch Escape from Denimora? I did. Okay. And I, on, on your recommendation, I was going to see it anyway, but she's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. she's And yeah. Ben Stiller did a great job directing, man. Yeah, did she end I, did she win? I know she was nominated. She did. Okay. she did, and she also won for that. And I'm forgetting the name of it. I watched it as well. Uh, it, it was the, the the true story of the mother who is passing her child off as having cancer. Oh, oh, yeah. oh was she in that? She's the mother. So yeah. uh, Rochelle and my daughter, Caroline, watched right. yeah, it. They yeah, said yeah. it was trippy, it, man. It is trippy intense. It's a true yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Act. That. Is that what that is? That's it, yeah. Okay. What was it again? The Act. The Act, yes. Nice. That's right. Yeah, it was a, wait, it was... TV series, not a mo- or a movie. Yeah, it's it's a limited TV series. Yeah, yeah I yeah. couldn't get through it. I was like, was it too weird? Or yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was. Let it, it get to bizarre. the end because it, well, if you know the story, it, I mean, the, yeah. the kid finally has enough and is like, that's I, it. Yeah, I just think you don't like Patricia Arquette because you didn't like Boyhood either. She was oh like, God, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that's yeah, that must be what it is. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, she's fifty three today. Robin Wright. We were just talking about uh, Sean Penn, former wife of Sean Penn. Bye bye, Jenny. Yes, that's right, Jenny. <laughs> Jen is now asleep in the dark. Uh, and also remember. <laughs> Uh, she's like the 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 head warrior in Wonder Woman. Oh, she's fantastic. Of the Amazonians. Yes, yeah. yes. and you see her back in the Snyder Cut, the Justice League. That's right. Uh, she turns 55 today. Uh, Richard Hatch. Hey, there's a name for you. Yeah. Survivor. One survivor and then went to jail for not paying taxes, right? Yes. Won it. The won. nation, the world <laughs> yeah. knew he had just won this money and didn't declare it on his taxes. Yeah. I guess who was who was a recent death from that crew? Was it Rudy Bosch? Oh, did he die? Yeah. I loved him. I wanted him to win. I was rooting for him. And this right and this was when Richard Hatch yeah. won, right? He yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. that net first. Uh, that very first uh, season. God, I, I was Steve, all in. You did a parody on that, too, because you had uh, Richard Hatch, and it was a big deal. He was gay. Yes. And at the time, you know, that was very high yeah. profile. And and uh, and Rudy was this, uh, you know. Nuts and bolts. Old, yeah, and, and Steve, I remember you doing a parody of, like, yeah, you're pretty good for a homo. And so I was <laughs> yeah. throwing stuff out there because it was a big deal that he was gay. and But they had, an, they had a fun. They uh, had. Relationship, the two of those. They together. did. They, they actually, hit it off very well. They did, and that, I remember that is. I thought that was a very sweet aspect of that. He had, you know, you thought he was entrenched and was unmovable, yeah. and and he was, and they, they came to an understanding, and, yeah. and then he forgot to declare his million dollars. So, Steve, he did that in yeah. two thousand one, right? And that, that was tax evasion. He, he served time for that, and then. Six years later, he then didn't pay property taxes for more than six years on a different... So he got charged for that in, in Canada. He didn't even learn his lessons after uh, going to prison on. for tax come evasion. I, don't, I just don't get it. Is that being brazen or being stupid? You know I mean? I don't know. That's yeah, it's a good say. question. Uh, Richard Hatch is 60 today. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, the actor... I like him. Friday yeah, Night too. Lights. Uh, he was John Carter. Kind of a misstep there. He's in a fun junk food movie, Battleship. Oh, I, I like Battleship. It, it is a fun yeah, junk food movie. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, he's 40 today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw actress Katie Sackhoff. Oh, love her. And in Battlestar Galactica. She's she was Starbuck. Starbuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Riddick. A uh, bunch of stuff. It's like genre stuff she does a lot of. She is uh, 41 years old today. So happy birthday, everybody. Celebrating birthdays. We're going to go to the phone, see if we can get an answer uh, to this question. Spicoli's brother's name. <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR, and I will go to Mike for the answer. Hey, Mike. Good morning. 
Good morning. All right, Mike, do you know Spicoli's brother's name? Yes, I do. His name is Curtis. Curtis! They don't hear you unless you knock, Curtis. (laughs) Mike, hang on. We are going to give you an overnight stay and a $100 dining credit at Hard Rock (laughs) Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Hard Rock Hotel and Casino is ready for you to have good, clean, fun with rooms, restaurants, and casinos ready for your stay. Uh, book today at Hard Rock Hotel, uh, AtlanticCity.com. I love the scene where Mr. Hand walks into his room, and it's McCauley's room, and there are just pinups all over the yeah, place, yep. and he's looking around. Yep. And who would have thought at that, because that was the first Sean Penn role, yes, that, and yeah. <laughs> that he would have gone on to be the actor. Mr. Intense Method actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah but all right. uh, let's get into some entertainment stories. Let's begin with uh, The Bachelor, Matt James. And Rachel Kirkconnell are back on, according to reports. And We're rumors. back on. Yeah, reality. Love. This is according to Reality Steve. Bit, what? Uh, that's that's <laughs> a, a guy who keeps an eye on the shows. Right. Reality Steve claimed the pair are seeing each other again after breaking up over uh, past social media shots that were <laughs> racially insensitive. This music just cracks me up. The fact I love you. <laughs> I love this music. <laughs> do you do? I don't care about that antebellum party. Uh, you those, have wonderful jugs. Those, <laughs> So, was she at the, that party? Isn't she the one? But, yeah, I don't those know. those posts stoked countless social media arguments and uh, think pieces, and ultimately forced longtime host Chris Harrison out of Bachelor Nation. After, so you're like 18 percent racist. After he defended uh, with a great turd cutter. After he defended Rachel Lindsay, multiple social media posts claim uh, to show James and Kirk Connell back together in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. But what they so- had was magical, Preston. Sources tell people though, Steve, they're just friends. I don't believe that for a second. So we'll see. Now, continuing on, music swells. The Bachelor franchise has been busy since wrapping up the problematic cycle with Matt James, but on Wednesday, ABC set premiere dates for the recently announced Bachelorette season with Katie Thurston and confirmed that summer spinoff Bachelor in Paradise will indeed return. Uh, That's the most... um, that's the most troubled of their of the franchises. That's the one where they've had the most issues with uh, impropriety suggested, yes. yes, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, listen, of them all, though, I think that's the one to watch. Yeah, because you have Super it's basically sexy, like right? you've yes, and you've corralled every dickhead you could possibly imagine on one <laughs> island. I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a nest show, as they say. Uh, the seventeenth season of The Bachelorette, uh, the first of two seasons of the female-led series Island. that is set up uh, for twenty twenty-one premieres June seventh. Once that wraps, the franchise will head back to Paradise for season seven on August sixteenth. I love Paradise. The second. <laughs> 2021 cycle of The Bachelorette, which will star Michael Young, is set to air in the fall. Now I love the, Limp. Now, the news of Paradise's return means that uh, The Bachelor franchise will be taking over Monday nights for back-to-back TV seasons. Uh, the planned Seniors spinoff, which... I love you! <laughs> which had been... Eyed for a fall slot in the pandemic era. There's a lot of love in the neighborhood. Notes a source. Also remains in the works and has been putting out casting calls since the most recent Bachelor season. Would you not watch 
Yeah. Bachelor in retirement home? Yes. I mean, you know. At the villages yeah, in my Florida God. or whatever that yes. place is. Yeah. With all the, the, the uh, ED drugs now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what the seniors spinoff is. Is it people who have been on the show before and they're bringing them back? Th- have we that- run out of hot people and they're recycling? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I think... I think they're just a little bit older. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, seniors for the Bachelor universe is probably mid-40s. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise, which uh, reunites former contestants on the beach uh, in Mexico, uh, was postponed for the, for the 2020 summer season uh, due to the pandemic. Bibliotech. <laughs> very learned. I speak Spain. Yeah. All right, uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff uh, Alex Villanueva said yesterday that Tiger Woods was driving 84 to 87 miles per hour at the time of his crash outside of Los Angeles, nearly twice the speed limit of 45 miles per hour. Have you ever been... So I was thinking about this, and I saw the stretch of highway, and we had learned early on that they had actually set up some sort of device because people were constantly running off this, this turn in the road. Uh, have you ever been on a road where like that, where you come on a turn? Like, oh yes. my god! Yeah, where the turn comes yeah. up, and either I maybe wasn't paying attention right, right. and didn't see a sign that said there was a turn ahead. But yeah. I now pay attention to those yes signs yeah. that say there's a turn coming up. But yeah, I have been caught. And you're like, <laughs> oh my god! Uh oh. Yep. There are two exits in New Jersey. One uh, going right over the Walt Whitman Bridge. So if you take the first exit off the Walt Whitman Bridge, yeah. and then you then you take a left exit, basically to get to the um, uh, BB and T Pavilion right. in Camden. <laughs> that left exit. It says 25. You better be going like 25 max. Well, case you know, off as you're heading by Chickies. Mm-hmm. Now they've Chickies been working on it for yeah. a long, a long yeah. time. Yeah, that's There's, why. That's why the uh, the, the barrier there <laughs> yeah, has marks all marks. over. That's like a NASCAR race. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know how many cars have hit that thing. There's a classic stretch of road uh, on uh, Long Island heading into New York, uh, Kathy Francis Lewis Boulevard. And there is a point, Preston. It's it's like a three lane highway where it, it literally does this. So it goes, <laughs> like, yeah. and, and and that curve yeah. where you do that is pitted, broken um, headlight glass, uh, paint. It just it's constantly getting hit by people who have been come right up on it. And go, oh my god! Yeah, and there's another road that's uh, I believe it's Glendale in uh, like the Havertown area that. So the first time I ever drove on right, it right. as a 16 year old kid, I ended up in the other lane. Because yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize, and it's like a twenty-five to thirty-five mile per hour. But because of that, Steve, anytime I'm ever coming in the other direction now as an adult, I, I'm like, I, you're worried. I'm worried yeah, that yeah, somebody's yeah. going to cr- cut across. It, yeah, that, yeah. I remember the first time though, realizing like seeing a a uh, speed limit sign and realizing like, okay, it says twenty-five <laughs> at that curve because if not, you're going to slam <laughs> into the barrier. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so the sheriff playing the crash on Woods's high speed and loss of control behind the wheel. Uh, Sheriff's Captain James Power said that there was no evidence that Woods tried to brake. Investigators believe that he may have stepped on the gas instead of the brake in a panic. Uh, he suffered a serious leg injury in the crash, underwent some surgery. But he told police that he hadn't taken any medication or drunk any alcohol, what? and detectives uh, didn't seek warrants for blood samples, saying that there was no evidence of impairment or distracted driving. Uh, he also told police he didn't remember driving and didn't know how the crash took place. Wait, so so they, they didn't test his blood? I thought they did, and they said there was nothing in his system. They they said he didn't seem impaired, so they didn't oh. check him, I guess. Uh, the case. All this data was gleaned from the on car system right okay can, a, a part, yeah i yeah. believe so so, so they knew what his speed was right and right 
Uh, but they had determined that the cause of the crash, they did uh, determine the cause of the crash last week, but they needed permission from Woods to release it, and uh, he has given permission to release that information. So... Uh, let me see what else I have here for you. Wow, okay, this is interesting. Uh, mega producer Scott Rudin, one of the few people to have achieved EGOT status, so he's won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, is the subject of a blistering expose in The Hollywood Reporter. The publication chronicles his alleged abuse of staffers who spoke upon uh, con- uh, under conditions of anonymity. Uh, they said emotional abuse was the norm, but physical abuse did happen, too. Uh, Rudin's wins include Best Picture for uh, No Country for Old Men in 2007. Yeah. So he's he's got some chops. Yeah. Uh, so a former assistant is an interesting story. Reports that Rudin threw a baked potato at his head uh, in a meeting. He said, I went in the kitchen and I was like, hey, Scott, A24 is on the way up. I'm not sure what it's concerning. And he recalled of the 2018 incident. He said, and he flipped out like, nobody told me A24 was on my schedule. And he threw it at me, and I dodged a big potato. And he was like, well, find out and get me a new potato. Oh, that son of a bitch. You know? Was it in Reynolds' wrap, or was it... Um, no, no. Because that would have added some bulk to it. Yeah. In 2012, Rudin reportedly smashed an Apple computer monitor on an assistant's hand after the assistant failed to get him a seat on a sold-out flight. The assistant oh. had to go to the ER for that. What a dick. Um, and this is according Andrew Coles, a then assistant and now manager and producer, uh, said we were all in shock because we didn't know that sort of thing could happen in the office. Uh, we knew a lot could happen. There were the guys that were sleeping in the office, the guys whose hair were falling out and were developing ulcers. It was a very intense environment, but that just felt different. It was a new level of unhinged, a level of lack of control that I had never seen before in a workplace. They said every day was exhausting and horrific. Um, A former assistant had said not even the way he abused me, but watching the way he abused the people around me who started to become my very close friends. You're spending 14 hours a day with the same people, and during the same abuse, it became this collective bond with these people. Right. It's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. What was that movie with Kevin Spacey where he was the um, the onerous boss, um, like the... Something shark, Nick. If you could do a quick check on it, but he was this kind of abusive, and I think he was in fact a producer or something mm. in in Hollywood. But Don't uh, know. yeah, well, looking at a picture of this guy, Preston, I'm sure they always go for the picture that's going to uh, yeah be less flattering. He, yeah, but he 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 looks nasty. Another former assistant claims that Rudin relished in cruelty. And hundreds and hundreds of people have suffered from his abusive behavior. I'm surprised there is just no. Um, I mean, listen, there's backlash now, but there was no, I don't know. I Like, if this were happening and and I were in the office, I don't know how I would react. Well, I don't it, know if I depends. wouldn't punch him in the throat. You're, you're, you at, the, you're at the top of the top. of your business yeah. where right. you want to be. Yes. And sometimes you just suck it up and you do what you got to do because you've arrived. You and know? that's how Hollywood, yeah. since Hollywood began, has yeah. gotten away with this. So. They will, they will, on the outside, try to come across as very, a lot of these people, and they, they do these charity events and so on and so forth. But you go back to Louis B. Mayer, you go back to some of the, the like, stories with the Warner Brothers. Yeah, and the environment, they, environment's changed, too. I mean, yeah. you know, for a long time, you couldn't report any of this right, stuff. If right. you were a whistleblower, you were out on your ass, you were blackballed, and you didn't get a job for the rest of your life. So that's to be able thing. to do it now, it's a much safer environment to call out people like this. You know, it's an interesting thing, though. They had, Like, there was an interview with Ronan Farrow, and he, he did, you know, the, the great book. It basically exposed Harvey Weinstein and, and so, so much of this else going on. So what happens is, and he describes it, 
So there's this sort of um, this conflagration that occurs, and then everything sort of settles, and then it goes it goes back to it. Now it may go back to it ten percent less than it was before, yeah. but it still goes back. It's kind of wild. Yep. Uh, so yeah, sometimes you can't yeah. end the problem right away. Right, but yeah, maybe take maybe chip, chip away, away at, at it. it. Yep. Yeah. Reading Rainbow host LeVar Burton just wants people, uh, I'm sorry, really wants to host Jeopardy and an overwhelming amount of people on the internet are in support. Uh, throughout this week, an online petition has been circulating demanding that Burton be made a guest host on the iconic game show. The petition, which now has over 160,000 digital signatures, said between hosting 21 seasons of the educational Reading Rainbow, playing the brainiac engineer Jordy LaForge on Star Trek The Next Generation, and filling the role of Kunta Kente in the ever-important miniseries Roots, LeVar Burton has inspired and shaped the minds of several generations of trivia-loving uh, nerds. I, I gotta say, I'd prefer to see Worf. Maybe <laughs> go, you're right, sir. Yeah. Uh, Burton himself shared the petition in an attempt to manifest himself as host, tweeting late on Monday, leaving this here in the event that the powers that be are listening. I don't know if 100,000 signatures is going to get it done. I think you need a bit more. But I think I have to say, honestly, there, there has not been a stinker in the lot so far. And even Aaron Rodgers is doing pretty well. Let's play a little clip of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, this uh, is from night one, Monday yeah. night. Yeah, so we have two clips. Uh, we'll play the first one. One, I know there's one where he gets called out in Final Jeopardy. Let's right. Let's see what this one is. Here we go. Here is the guest host of Jeopardy, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. Welcome. As a lifelong fan of Jeopardy, it is an incredible honor to guest host. Now, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of amazing things, but winning Celebrity Jeopardy and getting to share the stage with the legend Alex Trebek is something I will never forget. Alex was such a gentleman, so smart, so precise. I was in awe, and I will work hard to honor his legacy. So has he done pretty well? He Listen, he is he is uh, an athlete, but he, he, he he's doing fine. There's no way he's going to, and I don't think he wants to end up as the, right. as the ultimate host. But the thing that they're doing, that each one of these guest hosts has been attached to a charity that apparently was near and dear in some way to Alex Trebek. Okay. So, um, th- uh, okay. That works. And then here's uh, a Final Jeopardy. Uh, the, the guy didn't know the answer, so he wrote down something that <laughs> right, kind of right. called him out. Scott, did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? <laughs> that is a great question. Should, should be should be correct, but uh, unfortunately for this, uh, this game today, that's incorrect, and you're going to lose... Zero. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I think I'd be cool if they gave uh, Lamar Burton a, a shot. At sure. That. Like, sure. Do I, it, I so. wonder how much longer they're going in the guest host mode before. Uh, 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 do they go through the the summer and then announce the permanent host? Yeah, maybe. with the fall. Maybe. You yeah, know? you know what? Listen, I, maybe this is just a. Um, a, it gives them time to find right. the host and, and really land uh, because they only want to do this once. And then B, it gives the fans uh, like a nice cleanse it, uh, sure. yeah. it palette, I was going to say. Palette cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was bummed to see this story this morning. Jack Hanna, yes. celebrity zookeeper and wildlife conservationist, has been diagnosed with dementia. Oh, His man. family said on Wednesday, I know, I know. People may not remember that Jack Hanna was the, the animal guy who would end up on The Tonight Show, and yeah. he was great. Yeah, I, and I saw him regularly on, on Sundays. Usually there was a show on with yeah, him yeah. doing something. I, I never really followed particularly exact what shows, but he was always on TV. The former director of the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium will be retiring from public life. Hannah's three daughters announced their 74-year-old father's diagnosis in a letter posted on social media. 
Uh, doctors believe his condition, which progressed much faster than anticipated, <sighs> uh, to be Alzheimer's. Yeah, that's terrible. The thing with him is that he had, um, uh, I don't know what condition he's in now, but a very good sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, also known as Jungle Jack, uh, became a well-known wildlife expert through his work as director of the Columbus Zoo, a post which he held from 1978 to 1992, and his frequent media appearances on late-night talk shows where he uh, would introduce the animals that he worked with to audiences. Uh, the family went on to request privacy and understanding due to COVID-19 restrictions, mm-hmm. with sisters adding, ironic, given dad's love of interacting with people. So I was, he was always great. He's great. Man. They say they might replace him with uh, Jungle Julie Jerkoff. Oh, yeah. okay. No. Well, she, forgive me. Well, forgive her, please. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if that would work or not, but I'd certainly yeah. be game for it. Uh, so sad news to hear about him. Uh, let's see. What else here? Paris Hilton. Uh, was there to see a bill that regulates treatment centers for troubled teens get signed into law in Utah. Uh, The bill gained final approval after Hilton gave emotional testimony of her own experience in teen centers. Uh, She had first opened up about the abuse. She says she suffered in a YouTube documentary titled This is Paris. Um, So they signed this thing, so good for her. I watched a little bit of that, um, and um, but so... Was that facility, or these facilities seem to be for the the well healed, as they say, uh, and are are they though primarily for troubled or wayward? I've not kids? looked into it because at all. I don't know the stuff that they were doing and that she suggested they were doing seemed a bit more like reformatory school, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's the situation here? Yeah, I'm not really sure, yeah. Steve. I, I I don't know under what. Pretenses that you they check you into a place like right. that. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, uh, but uh, something worth looking into. Uh, Joel Hodgson, creator of Mystery Science Theater 3000, launched a Kickstarter Wednesday to fund new episodes of the show. I was just uh, tweeting at him the other day. Were you? Yeah, yeah. Joel's a great guy. He lives locally still. Uh, yeah, we had him on a while back. We did, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the first goal is $2 million, which would pay for three new episodes. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of money for, for a low, three episodes. It doesn't appear to be a lot of overhead on that show. That's what yeah, I was yeah, thinking, yeah. too. Uh, Hodgson said... How do they cater the set? Uh, said in a statement, it doesn't make sense for a network to decide the show's fate after each season. That should be up to the people that we're making the show for. Um, ran for 11 seasons on Comedy Central with and you, you can host find, uh, Hodgson and Michael J. Nelson. You can find them all up. All those all those episodes are up and available. Mm-hmm. In fact, if um, on uh, if you, you have the, the Fire Cube, don't you, uh, Nick? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. yeah the, in fact, when my menu opens up, there's always a whole bunch of the Mystery Science episodes listed. Uh, feature film was released in 96. Uh, two new seasons featuring uh, Jonah Ray as host and Felicia Day and Patton Oswalt as villains aired on Netflix in 2017 and 2018. A Kickstarter campaign initially funded the Netflix revival, but they canceled the show after its second season. Uh, in addition to new episodes, Hodgson said reaching the $2 million goal would also fund the Gizmoplex, an online theater where Hodgson and the Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, talent can host live events. You know what? Every Kickstarter thing I've contributed to has gone bust. Or anything promised was never delivered. The one thing that I feel good about was uh, I, I um, 
Send some money to a GoFundMe. This guy, this homeless guy, had helped out these people who had broken down on the street. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that's good. He gave Wait, their last $20. Uh, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah, story. Yeah. Wait, did you give money no, to no, the... No, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, if the campaign reaches $3.3 million, Hodgson said that they can produce six episodes and a Gizmoplex app for mobile devices. Uh, each additional $1.1 million would generate three more episodes. Uh, he added that the uh, that he plans to release episodes as they are completed rather than wait uh, to assemble an entire season. Uh, he also did not announce uh, whether uh, some of the cast, like Ray Day and uh, Oswald, Oswald would return or not. Uh, the Crown is gearing up for its next hotly anticipated season. Uh, production on season five of the hit Netflix series is set to start in July. Uh, this season will feature a whole new cast of actors playing the iconic royals. They, they do that. Uh, they do that every two seasons. Uh, with Tenet star Elizabeth Debicki starring as Princess Diana. Uh, Dominic West will be portraying Prince Charles. Imelda Staunton, who is here in our yes. very studio, Great. will be playing the Queen Elizabeth. Yes. It's awesome. And Leslie Manville as Princess Margaret. The show continues to be great. It's great. Uh, and um, I'm curious, at a certain point, will they go into speculative fiction and take them into the future. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yes. I would love that. I suggest we retreat to our orbiting space station. Uh, Crew is now... Where's my laser brooch? ...is starting to trickle back into Elstree Studios, just north of London, uh, where the bulk of the uh, produce show is filmed, and cameras hope to start rolling under strict protocols. It's hoped that uh, by July, the U.K. will be well on its way to recovering from the impact of the pandemic. I sent you guys uh, an article uh, from the Daily Mail today, and it is, uh, it's, I guess there's a special coming out, and it is a look at uh, never-before-seen footage of the royal family and the queen, and they have some stills from the early 50s of the queen and Prince Philip hanging around the pool, and it's it's like it's just like a regular 50s family. Oh, really? It's just wild to see them like that, you know? Yeah. All right, tell me what you think about this. Fox has ordered Crime Scene Kitchen, a new baking competition series with a twist, and uh, Joel McHale is going to be hosting it. Uh, Chef Curtis Stone and cake artist Yolanda Gamp will serve as judges on the series. And it's... Will they prepare uh, food next to a recently murdered body? Uh, well, it's interesting. Okay. So, I know Yolanda! Yolanda will be there. <laughs> okay. uh, they must... So here's the deal. Uh, it's, it's coming out Wednesday, May 26th on Fox. Crime Scene Kitchen is described as a culinary guessing game in, in which bakers must decode what type of dessert was made when all that's left are the crumbs, flour trails, and a few elusive clues. So they're CSIing uh, the the evidence. And then they must recreate the recipe for Stone and uh, Yolanda. Uh, who will determine how closely it matches the missing dessert and how good it tastes. So if they do this right, they're going to make the kitchens look like crime scenes. Right. You know, with like splatter patterns and things of that nature. Okay. I'm not sure what I think about this. No, me neither. In fact, when you first started talking about it, I was thinking, oh, is this going to be like a Chi-Chi cook-off? You know, <laughs> like well, I was thinking, like gourmet chichi. You'd go to like, like, like a, like a, like a murder scene in an alleyway, and then you'd have to prepare a cheese, <laughs> the ultimate cheesesteak next to the body. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's neither one of those. Yeah. Uh, per the official long line, each episode begins at the scene of the crime, a kitchen that was just used to make an amazing mouthwatering dessert that has since disappeared. Uh-huh. The chef teams are of two are challenged to scour the kitchen for clues and ingredients to figure out what was baked. Next, each team must duplicate the recipe 
based on their guests. By the way, it's a hundred thousand dollar prize. Not bad. Uh, the competing dessert makers will need to prove that they have the technical know-how, imagination, and problem-solving skills needed to decode and recreate incredible desserts and cakes from across the world. When it comes to shows like this, uh, how much does the the host matter to you guys? Because I love Joel a McHale. Lot. A lot. I'll watch anything with, with him in it, and, and so I'll watch this because of Joel McHale. I like Rebel Wilson a lot, too, but I'm not at all interested in that Pooch Perfect show. So and I'm she's, right. she's yeah. not a large... She's She comes in and out, but she's not... So you take, like, Hell's Kitchen and Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. He is... He's the heartbeat of that show. Guy Fieri so, on any... Right, you know, exactly. Yeah. So there are points... Uh, even the Hell's Kitchen, which I just started watching again, um, you know, you almost like when, when Gordon Ramsay, oh, this works well and this, you did a good job. It's like, it's like you, you know, your, your daddy's giving you the thumbs up. Mm. He, he does it well. Uh, my daughter loves uh, Nailed It. Oh yeah, that's uh, we yeah. great. We were watching some of those episodes the other day. That show's great. I and still think we should do it. Uh, yeah, we each should. Each one sometime. of us should take uh, a you dish. Know, some, yeah, a dish, some sort of project, yeah. and and uh, well, you'll try to always make it. win. I mean, with your uh, French toast and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a baking thing, right? Yeah, a baking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have my my nail that I've showed it to you guys before. It was uh, spider cupcakes, that's and when right. I handed it to Jason when he was a baby, and I said, "What is this?" He goes, "A bear." <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then, Nailed it. Uh, one last story, and we will wrap it up. Let's see. Uh, I'll end with this one. Uh, Face Off 2 no. will fix a big plot hole from the first movie. Earlier this year, it was confirmed the 1997 film would get a uh, direct sequel, courtesy of Godzilla vs. Kong director Adam Wingard. Uh, speaking recently, Wingard was asked to comment on criticism that in the first movie, the bodies of the lead actors changed despite the characters only undergoing Face swap surgery. That's a good point. In response, he pledged that the sequel would address such concerns with the aid of more advanced technology. He said, we try to address that in this film because also this is over 20 years later from the first movie. So technology in terms of what in the face-off world they can do has advanced and those kinds of things. You know so, what? I, that, that, so that's a John Woo movie. He directed that. I'm a big John Woo fan. But the... Um, it was great watching Travolta chew up the scenery doing his Nicolas Cage impression. Yes. Uh, he said, uh, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, that's all I'll say about that because it's one of those things. Uh, I don't want to give anything. I don't want to give too much away too early. So, yeah, John Travolta was FBI agent Sean Archer who undergoes plastic surgery in order to impersonate and bring to justice his arch rival, Caster Troy, who is played by Nicolas Cage, only for Troy to impersonate him yeah, back. yeah. Uh, while details are scarce on the sequel, it's thought the film will have an entirely new cast. Previously, Hugh Jackman addressed the possibility of teaming up with Ryan Reynolds for a face-off sequel, which would be hilarious. I, I myself started an unofficial face-off sequel where I played Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Oh, and, uh, I yeah. saw a teaser the of te- that. You see the yeah. teaser trailer for it? Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I love it. <laughs> All right. We're ready for the clips. The Unholy follows journalist Jerry Fenn's investigation of a newly recovered hearing-impaired girl who has the power to miraculously heal the sick. In this clip, Jeffrey Dean Morgan talks about the attractiveness of Jerry's character arc. Here we go. You see him kind of get his morals back and get his groove back on. Um, and you find out that he's a decent human being. And I've always been attracted to roles. I think that have a little bit of an arc that you can kind of play that uh, either they start out good and end up bad or vice versa. But I think it's very important. We can follow a character that has somewhere to go. Uh, the unholy is now showing in theater. 
He uh, so they're wrapping up uh, The Walking Dead. They're, they mm-hmm. it got canceled. Yeah, and I so watched they, the, the last episode that they put out. They're now they're still doing a few more episodes. Yes. Yeah, they have uh, one more season. I think is going to start in the summer. Uh, they have had two like mini seasons. And the last episode was basically a Negan backstory. Okay, um, which you thought you were, he was you, you were going to get this. Oh, he was misunderstood, and and you know this. He was in the stage version of Cats. <laughs> no, and the circumstances turned him into who he was. Right, but he no, was he was kind of always, always, a, a, jerk. always oh, a selfish, yeah. person. not a jerk, just a selfish. Okay, guy. Yeah. All right. Here's the next clip. Oh yeah. Detective Elliot Stabler is back in NBC's new show, Law and Order: Organized Crime, uh, to battle the criminal syndicates, but needs to find his place after being gone for a decade. In this clip, Christopher Maloney talks about how the show starts with this new scenery. You know, first of all, it's not going to be uh, singular units of entertainment. First, uh, first out of the box is an eight-episode series. So it's uh, me going after the bad guys and finding my footing in this new place, this new world, and solving the crime in eight episodes. I don't, I don't want, I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> uh, so Law and Order: Organized Crime airs tonight, 10 p.m. That's on NBC. How long was he on the the series with Mariska Haggard? It was like Hargaday, Hargaday, like forever, right? Up here, I mean, it was 99 to 2021. <sighs> Jesus, wow. No, he no. No. He wasn't on it for that long. Uh, that show has been on that long, though. Uh, so how long was he on it? He was on until 2011. Okay, sorry. Yep, I was reading that incorrectly. Wow. All right. Uh, long run, uh, but uh, that's on tonight, NBC. And there you go. That's the entertainment report for you this morning. Uh, let's take a break. Come back in a moment. We've got money to give away. We're going to do that less than an hour from now, 8 o'clock, your first opportunity with the presidency money clip. Uh, and we also have uh, Josh Wolf joining us. He's going to be at Punchline tonight and through the weekend. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Hear new music from Wolfgang Van Halen and Dirty Honey. Plus, Corey Taylor's op-ed on his upcoming tour. And see where Dark Side of the Moon lands on the list of impressive historical streaks. Click contests for your shot at $500. Part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile. Are you with us? May I ask just a quick, quick question? Is there, in fact, a stump on Stump Road? Is that... <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, there's a lot of stump roads, because there's one out in Bucks yeah. County. This one's in Montgomery Township. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, there's one out by us, too. Yeah. And... Uh, you assume and, and it has something to do with the stump, but, right? We, well, and there's there's a lot of roads out by us. There's like church and store, and they literally there's a church on that road. <laughs> the store used to be here. You can tell the there's cow path where yeah. obviously the cows Wait, used to. Well, race travel. street used to be where they would have races. And, Are you serious? Yes, township yeah. line is where yeah. you know that's well, where they all the, yeah, yeah all that stuff. There's the one by you too, Preston, called Old Forty Foot Road. Yeah, did we and, ever get and, and there's Forty Foot Road. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's Forty Foot Road and Old Forty. I know we're about to talk about something else, but I'm I'm interested to know where that one came from. Yeah. What does that even mean? And meeting house, there's a lot of meeting houses and that would be, I would imagine, where the town get together yeah. would be, you know? So. so I live next to where Eddie lives road. Where and, Eddie lives yeah. road. Yeah. We've got one called Hudnut. Bias, yeah, which is kind of weird. Wins. And then uh Corner yeah, of Pud and Hudnut. <laughs> <laughs> where do you live? Pud and Hudnut. Corner of Pud and Hudnut. Yeah. Right. Um okay. 
Do you want to do this? I'm sorry to bring it up last second. I, I almost want to switch gears on what we were going to talk about. Okay, okay. whatever you want. Nick, Call an audible. Nick just, I, I had something planned to get to, but yeah. as Kathy was doing the traffic, Nick pulled up a an Instagram post from Sarah Parker, uh, you know, producer yes. for Jackson Show and uh, music director of WMMR, great on-air talent as well. And you know that our refrigerator, we talked about this not long ago, they were going to clean it out. And so a memo was was put yes, out yes. Uh, saying, get what you need to get out of the fridge. So here you go. Sarah posted this. I'll read it verbatim. She said, question about work kitchen etiquette. The communal fridge is being cleaned out today. Uh, we were warned that anything left in there this afternoon would be tossed. Totally fair in my opinion. However... I overheard a certain man about town say, <laughs> let's clear out the freezer, too. Uh, but we weren't, weren't warned about that, so I ran into the kitchen and hollered, don't throw out anything with my name on it. I keep frozen meals in there, uh-huh. but I label them with a Sharpie, and Pierre stocks his lunches for the week in there. Bill's response that she puts in quotes, doesn't matter if it's got a name on it, it should all get tossed. <laughs> And she wrote, what? We were not warned. I'd be pissed if I came in next week and my frozen meals were missing. I did rescue them, but just barely. So the question is, what kind of pizza should I order? Man About Town owes a meal for the stress. Owes us a meal for the stress, she said. This was when we were first on our vacation. and, And I saw it, and I wanted so badly to respond to Sarah, but I didn't because we were on vacation and like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like having to go back and forth, you know, on social media to keep checking if she would respond or whatever. So she so she was able to retrieve but that that listen, the original memo was about the refrigerator, not the freezer, yep. and the freezer is more a long-term ter- long receptacle. No, no, the freezer is included in the refrigerator. It's one unit. However, if you frozen, you can put a frozen meal in there for a week, a week and a half, two weeks, and that's fine, yes? That's fine. I think, I think if the name is on it and it's clearly not trash and hasn't yeah. been sitting this in there for yeah. years, then no, you don't throw it. Somebody's name's on it. I would say, hey, Sarah, your name's on there. Right. Can we throw this out or are we keeping it? I, Kathy, I'm going to agree with you. Oh, thank that, God that the, someone with me. The freezer <laughs> is part of the yeah. refrigerator and when you're referring to the refrigerator, just using that word, it refers to the entire unit itself. Yeah. I agree. But, but I do agree that you shouldn't just go in and start chucking stuff out of there no. if somebody, because they've put it, you know what I mean? Yes. They, they're, they're going to use it. Like you said, it's long-term. It's there for the week. So there needed there needs to be some clarification there. I think more, so things, by the way, are, so the freezing process leaves less of a likelihood of things rotting. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the issue. Yeah. To me, the, the hot spot, if we may, using pandemic references uh, is the refrigerator because once stuff sours and stinks, uh, that can happen quickly. But in the freezer, you ha- you bought a little more but I time. I think Sarah is wrong. I, I, th- what do you mean you were given no warning? You were given warning. The refrigerator is getting cleaned I, out. That's part I, of it. So, I, so indicate my stuff is in there. It's not oh, bad. It no. shouldn't get thrown no. out. Hell no. No, the fridge is completely separate from the freezer. <laughs> they are two separate units. I'm 100% with, with Sarah on this. It's a dick move by Man About Town, Bill Weston. Uh, I... It's a gray area. You know, if Bill was <laughs> if, if Bill was in Sophie's choice, he wouldn't have given her a choice. Uh, Both <laughs> kids are going. Take them out. You know, well, so I just... With the freezer, it is, I think, more of a space issue than it is a rotting issue, right? So the, the freezer right. does not. Well, it's hey, smaller. Yes. Doesn't listen, have as much yes. space. 
We've all seen something in our own freezers that have been like, <laughs> I put that there in 1987. You know what uh, I mean? We've like all it's, lost it something we loved. Still <laughs> yeah. there. No. For whatever reason it is. Though, uh, so, yes, there are things that, that yeah. I do believe it needs to be cleaned out from time to time. Um, but here's the deal. You can... You know what I have you a problem take, with? You can take stuff out for a, a little while. You're cleaning it and then put it back in. I have a oh, problem. Absolutely. I have a problem with Sarah saying to Bill, hey, I put stuff in there. I actively eat things that are frozen. And Bill goes, whatever, tough ass, tough yeah, cookies. I don't like that. That's BS. Yeah, yeah, no, it is supposed to be there so that you, we, you, you we have, can you've, use you've it. You've gone the extra route to give, to give, I agree with Sarah, and that she gave, she got, she made sure to make... Uh, a special accommodations for her food, saying this is my food. It's in there. It's frozen. It's a, it's accounted yes, for, then, and right. it's actively being used. Then to have it expelled from said freezer, I think, is a violation of that unofficial pact. I agree with you. It's supposed to get out all of the rotting stuff that people have forgotten about, and, right. and just leave there. Now, also, it should be your responsibility if you put something in there you and it's, it's it gone there for bad. Two years. I you agree. can't leave there for two I years. Agree. You have to throw it out. Now, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I put something. I just put a poll up on my Instagram stories because the mic microwave something clearly spilled over in the microwave and whoever did it just left it there. Oh, that's yeah that's terrible. not cool that's what, who, like what child what did was that? it what was it yeah what i don't child know what in our in our who works here at our office well, here's, here's the thing whenever I, I can't help it whenever i see somebody microwaving something i feel like standing right there and watch them remove it and make sure they clean out the microwave because i'm like <laughs> So what, what are you eating today? Mm-hmm. You know what Rochelle bought, which is ingenious, and I don't know why we never had this before. It's this little plastic dome uh, that you put over whatever you cook in oh, the yeah? microwave, yeah. and it keeps from yeah. anything from splattering oh, all over the place. It's great for when you microwave yeah. hamsters. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What I do here is I'll take a little paper towel, and I put yeah. it over whatever I'm microwaving. I do too. Just, I mean, and listen, if sometimes it'll spill over or through <laughs> the paper towel, but I'm going to clean it up because it's my mess. Yeah, I don't really like microwaving things that anyway. Like I popcorn, hot dogs, uh, and I'll like hot heat dogs. Up. Yeah, what about um, nachos? Uh, no. What nachos, about a turkey? Nachos go in the oven or in the uh, air fryer these days. So oh, air fryer. Yeah, air fryer's good, man. Totally worth the investment. Um, what about uh, hollandaise? <laughs> that is great soup. I have. I want to bring another wrinkle into this because there was a discussion we had had off air about the coffee maker, and Kathy disagreed because when you have an office, coffee oh, yeah. pot. Yeah. All right? The coffee's you, for the office. Okay. But <laughs> if I make a pot of coffee and I can't stand there and watch it brew, but I see somebody walking into the kitchen, I can essentially call fives on that pot of coffee because I, I, I you know. Fives? Here, yeah. Like five minutes? Five like minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I, I can call dibs on the coffee that I made because you I made a, You can't call the whole pot. You can say, hey, make sure you leave enough for me. I'm, it was enough for me. Explain the Pre- scenario. I, I'm trying, but okay. she won't let me, Preston. Okay. Explain the scenario. <laughs> she never lets me. No, uh, we, we, was, had, we had a preamble. You, you, uh, go ahead. Let me finish. Explain, sorry. Yes. I was making a pot of coffee for several people. It was for me, it was for Preston, and it was for Marissa. You know, so essentially that pot of coffee fills our three cups, right? And so when somebody's walking into the kitchen, I essentially said, hey, that co- the, and there was another pot that was on the on the right burner. Right. So I said... That pot's for you. The fresh pot that's, that's uh, brewing right now is for me. And said person did not. And don't t- you said don't touch it. So yeah. you want to hear my take If somebody would have said that to me, I would have done exactly what the person Well, that's who just because it you're very spiteful. No, it's a it's I an don't office think... pot of coffee. You can if you want it, then you then you should have said to Marissa, "Hey, go grab your coffee because there's other people in there." 
I think if you make the coffee then and, and you want to ensure you're going to get your coffee, you stand there. We're it, it, on the air! Here's the process. So, in other words, um, you know, go, go like if you go at the beginning of a break in a song, you'll have more than enough time to brew a pot of coffee and, 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 and fill up your cups. Well, listen, he Casey asked asked the dude to do him a solid and dude And the wait, dude didn't dude didn't do the and solid. Who's the dude? And that's uh, not cool. It was, hey, it was Donnie. And, it was Donnie. You know, and, Don, and he black. wasn't wearing a mask. And um there was a He wasn't pool. wearing a mask. He wasn't. And there was that also a fresh son of and he was licking all the carafes <laughs> and there was and a, he was sneezing into them. <laughs> there was also a fresh pot of coffee on the right. <laughs> Right? No, so, I agree. Man, now listen, oh, wait, there there's was common other courtesies. coffee there? Yeah. I thought you said, like, you no. were telling him, make your own. No, he he said there was a pot there for him. He's like, take it from that, don't take it from this. So there you go. There's two pots of coffee. Does that, does that you change your opinion? Um, I mean, listen, I, but here. It's I, a gray area it's now. A, it, well, now it's. <laughs> well, the now left, it, wait, but hold on, Casey. Yeah. I also think it's the way, the way you told the story, if that's. The in way Hebrew. you commented to him, that's why I would have taken it. You don't say to somebody that you work with who also can take as much coffee as they want, hey, don't touch that. Mm. Had you said, hey, I just made that. We're on the air. I'm going to come back for it. Can you please do me together? a solid? Yeah. I Ru- think then. Bro. Say bro. Yeah. Do me a solid, bro. Mm. No, but I think then. I, I'm just saying for me, if somebody would have approached me like that and said, don't touch that, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Touch <laughs> again, it's, it, and you're doing it out of spite, and and but you but don't... it's the way you approach it. Just be nice to people. Oh my God, I'm he was the, nice. I'm no, the no, nicest but, but, person here. No, I know you are, but the way what I'm saying is, if he, I wasn't there. If he spoke to, do we say this person's name? Donnie. It was Donnie. If you spoke and to and Donnie, were... the way you told the story, I also would have grabbed a cup of coffee. It's the way you ask somebody. Don't don't demand somebody that they can't touch your coffee. You didn't sound rude to me, Casey. Yeah, thank. You. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I mean, we're... when he told the story, you did. That's why I was asking. Okay. So yeah. did you say it nicely? We were passing in the hallway. We were on the air. I have limited time. I can't. And this also happened a couple of days ago. So I don't know. I don't know the tone and tenor of my voice. But generally speaking, how I treat people, I probably wasn't a dick to them. <laughs> Can we get back to somebody who was a dick? Bill, Bill Weston. Weston. <laughs> Thank you. And so people were texting in that, that clearly this proves that, that Bill saying, you know, screw him, clear out the freezer. I the power's going that, to his head. That he... Threw Chuck's bowl away on purpose. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> he's spiteful too. He did to prove a point. Don't leave it in the sink. Kill is very kitchen conscious. <laughs> yes, he, he is. And, uh, he is. And he, perhaps and to, to an extreme. Yeah, oh my yeah, oh, god, yeah. definitely to an extreme. Yeah, he takes neatness and cleanliness oh, seriously. My god. And listen, it t- sometimes I agree with him. Like it's to, to the benefit. <laughs> I'll but never, to the I'll level that, at which he takes it, it's just like, dude. Back off a little bit, and the stuff in the freezer is not yours. I, I'll never forget the first time that I found out that Bill has his little <laughs> things. Things was when we did the the hot sauce in the uh, in the squirt gun, yeah. with Joe, right? And uh, we didn't make a mess or anything no, like no. that. But the studio smelled like hot sauce because we had right. a tub of hot sauce, and Bill was actually angry about that. Yes, he was. And I'm like. Keep your eye on the ball, dude. We just did this bit that was awesome on the air. And we sent all, an intern to the hospital. You're enraged about this. Yeah, he wasn't so concerned that oh, Joe had to go to the no, hospital. But the smell, smell in the studio. It smells in here. Well, the soup situation, I actually thought was a joke in the beginning. When no. he, The way he, how angry he got it's about the soup. I'm laughing at you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't call you a soup eater. 
You're serious about this? Right. I, I, I thought yes. he was joking. Yeah. That's what my response is yeah. too. Okay, so like, uh, wait, are you you're actually this upset and this serious about <laughs> soup? <laughs> I mean, I get a horse coming up to the studio. That probably I, is a, a, a foul, yeah. right? Um, but like, now it's isn't a Jewish thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's wearing it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, we have Donnie. someone in the studio. Oh, Donnie. Mask. Got his mask on. All right, Donnie Black right. works for our sister station, uh, WXTU, uh, with uh, Andy and Dave in the morning. Yeah, and, I only uh, have a few seconds. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and Are you making coffee? Donnie's been here for a while. He's worked with Ben FM and so mm-hmm. on. Just to give you background if you don't know who Donnie is. And uh, so we all encounter each other in the mornings around here. Casey? Unfortunately. Is there yeah. something you want to talk to Donnie about? No. Well, well here, I can okay. intercede. Donnie, when, when you were approached by Casey concerning the, the coffee pot, he was very rude, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> very rude. He comes up to me and goes, don't touch the coffee. It's for Kathy and I. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'll touch whatever I want. It's not your coffee. Yeah. So now you know he's lying because it wasn't for Kathy and I. Well, you said somebody. Yeah. And I just I went for the prettiest person <laughs> in the room besides so, Preston. So your, your, your initial take was that he approached uh, you in a very truculent yeah. manner. Just walked right by me. Yeah. Didn't even say, hey, Donnie. He just said, don't touch that's, the coffee. You see, that's my point. Uh, was that had, he, had he been like, hey, do me a favor. Can you, I just made that. I, we're yes. going on the air. I'll be back for it's it. very he, rude. Oh, my God. <laughs> you and your green hat. Yeah. And my, my green pants. <laughs> I and like my, it. And my green shirt. I know. Uh, there's a video coming later. you're being very rude. Uh, <laughs> this, listeners... Don't be fooled. <laughs> He's totally messing with us right now. He's messing with me right now. I am now. not messing with yes, you. Yes, you are. No, I didn't, and I didn't touch the coffee. Hey, let me ask you another question. Wait, yeah. he just said he didn't oh, you touch the coffee? coffee? I did not then touch Then it was the probably coffee. Steve Azzelotti. He, he said you took, you took the cup of coffee anyway. No, I did not. Oh. I actually kept my cup on top of the microwave and waited until mm. that pot was finished. Because I, I never go right pot. What twist? What so, twist? And you I, you're even bigger, Jake. Okay, well then... Fair enough. Then please accept Don't my apology owe, for uh, apology. I for think you owe Johnny some money. Yeah, and I would like a cup of coffee. And for assuming <laughs> too. Yeah. Well, he was the only. Listen, there wasn't much time. There was not much time. There was only Donnie. I, again, I ran back there, so the only other person it could have been. <laughs> so, so Donnie was verbally assaulted. I was assaulted. And you guys were on the air. Casey yeah. was not even in on that break. So yeah. no, I, Listen, I aims to please, right? I make a pot of coffee, and I, and I bring Preston and Marissa a cup of coffee every morning to be nice. Well, Casey, when they bring you coffee in the morning. Who? Maria and, uh, Maria, Marissa, Maria. Marissa and, uh, and Preston. Yeah, they don't do that, but. No, we don't. Uh, oh, that's, okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing that I do. Yep, it's Casey took that upon himself. All right, hang on. Let's weigh in on another office uh, controversy. Uh, so, you know, the fridge was cleaned out last week. Yes. Um, and uh, Bill Weston decided to uh, or, or wanted to clean out the freezer, too. Okay. Do you consider that part of when you when you hear refrigerator? Do you think that's all one unit, or do you think the freezer and refrigerator are separate? Well, if they're cleaning it out, you have to clean out both. Uh, yeah, okay. I think yeah, it's the whole exactly. thing. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a country exactly. way of thinking of things. <laughs> the freezer is disgusting. It has Rita's uh, from three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that, that's a, that's a country approach to the refrigerator. Yeah. We're a rock approach. So, but there's not. So, and that's what I said. The, the freezer issue is not a rotting issue. It is. A, it's definitely a space issue, right? So you need to get the three-year-old Rita's out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the six-month-old Joe Corby's pizza. <laughs> what? What? Okay. In this dynamic, though, let's say this. What? What if uh, someone says, "Okay, just, just so you understand, I, I thought we were just doing the body of the refrigerator. I have frozen meals in the freezer, um, and my name is on them. Do you think that, that even after you've been apprised of that, they can be thrown out? Yes. 
Absolutely. E- even after someone has said, this is mine, it's in there. If it's been in there over two weeks, it's gone. Huh. No, no, no. There's See, some lean in there. For you, you get out. <laughs> freezer, <laughs> freezer, you can leave stuff in there for months. Now no. Preston's but starting not to go. A work freezer. Preston's going now. Uh, maybe I can not see good. Donnie as a coffee thief. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you right, get out your Thank, you. Thank you, Donnie Black. You no longer suit our purpose. Well, we found out that um, it was a much different situation than we heard initially. Okay. Yeah. And so the other issue is everybody wants coffee out of the left burner. Yeah, why? I do. Because the Wait, right, no. I can tell you exactly why. Both burners um, uh, are calibrated differently. One puts more water into the carafe than oh. the other one. Well, so I was talking to the guys from the Fanatic in the kitchen the other day, and they said, sometimes this coffee is absolutely terrible, and I think it's one, that it comes out of one side, so maybe that's The left side has, I think, the proper amount of water, yeah. and the right side is meant to be stronger. And there's another issue where... So somebody has devised a measuring cup system, which, which I think is good. For all intents and purposes, works. I think Bill actually did that. And he, and, yeah. and so kudos to Bill. Yeah. Even though he uh, was a dick about the fridge and freezer. <laughs> he he um, mastered the coffee measuring. He ma- But somebody throws it away. It, it's it's now there. tied to the thing. It's probably Bill. It's, it's, no. <laughs> yeah. No, Bill's the one who's, who's tied it there. Steve. It will get untied and thrown away. Somebody will throw it away. Really? Yes. Really? It, it, that bet, is you like, know what? That's a right carafe for doing that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You would think, right? Probably Steve Azalotti does it. What happened to the coffee machine in our office? It's right there. Like, why don't Why don't we use that? Then you don't have to worry about other because people taking your coffee. You, well, all right. Uh, you because have you have to the bring water the water down. down. To add water yeah, yeah, yeah. Into that one is connected to a water source. You don't even have to. You just hit the button and it goes. When we were when the kitchen was under construction, I bought a, a an office bunt. Yeah. Thank you, Amazon. Uh, with my yeah. points, bunt Amazon coffee, and it's a perfectly fine machine. But you know, it, 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 we have to port the water down. To go right. back to the freezer, I just want to <laughs> I want to weigh in on this. I I I understand. Sarah's concern, but if I did see a memo that said the fridge is being cleaned out, if I had stuff in the freezer, I would have gotten it out of there. Okay. I would have assumed that it meant the entire unit. All right. and, I would not have, you, but I, you I get take it. it home, you let it, you know, yeah. and then you bring it back. Uh, or and, you put it in a bag, you date the bag, say, you know, Sarah Parker, you know, April 8th, 2021, and don't touch. And so this is safe. Do yeah. not touch Bill Weston. Uh, <laughs> we also need a common table back in the kitchen. The, so there, I agree. There is a long... There is I don't... Well, I mean, an, an area. Like, we don't... We don't there, have one in the kitchen right now because the kitchen is actually physically smaller than it used to be. But it's yeah, being built now. Is it okay? So yes, whatever that's, that's that, the, yeah. right. And yeah. what's what's the status of that? Whatever that is, is it's that's just a coffee snack room or whatever. There is a going to right now. The building is under construction, and there will be an area where oh. there will be a table. So and we, like an actual kitchen, like a bigger. Mm, I, so are we going to have our, our our clicks there at the? Uh, yeah. <laughs> The pink ladies are going to be sitting over here. <laughs> the reason we need a big, bigger kitchen and a table is because we put communal food out yeah. there. When there's leftover stuff, we set it all out there and people can have at it. And that's always a nice one. Hang on a second there. I've got uh, Jesus is on the phone. Oh, so hey. we need to go to. No, I'm sure it's he Jesus, actually. My hey, children. Jesus, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Your favorite Jesus. Yes. <laughs> uh, and How you guys doing well? Good. You wanted to weigh in on the fridge and freezer thing? Yes, sir. All right, go ahead. Um, you know, when you go out to the store, you went, you go to buy a refrigerator. <laughs> 
you know, it just happens to come with a freezer. <laughs> so it's one whole unit. Yes. If you want a freezer, you buy a freezer separately. When you Am say, when you say right. get me some ice cream out of the refrigerator. Do you say that, or you no, say, "Get me no. some ice cream out of the freezer"? No. Who puts ice cream in the refrigerator to begin with? <laughs> so when they say when they when they, they say they're going to clean out the refrigerator, it what means it, the, it's whole. Not the whole unit, yeah, including the freezer, because the freezer is a bonus for the refrigerator. Yeah. So when you specify, do you ever specify like the ice maker? Where do you keep that in the refrigerator or the freezer? Who puts the ice maker in the refrigerator? Yeah, exactly. I'm saying there's there's a delineation yep. there. So when they say cleaning out the refrigerator, <laughs> exactly. yeah. they're cleaning out the refrigerator portion, not the freezer portion. Yep. All right, we're with you, yeah. Jesus. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate uh, it. No problem. Right. Take care, bud. But I still just Bill's effing attitude about <laughs> yeah. stuff like and that. He, asshole, man. Bill kind of he chuckles a little bit. I think he, he uh, enjoys. Yeah. I don't think because he's actually he, going to talk about Sarah's food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he would. Well, listen, but he's he, always... lit, he lit a bag of poop in front of her office. <laughs> you believe that? He did that. I witnessed it. I could so not believe it. Yeah. yeah. He's only one of the head honcho. He's not the ha- head head honcho. He's our head honcho. He, well, he's, uh, well, he's our immediate head honcho. Yeah, I know. There's he has consciousness. We can go over his head if we need to. <laughs> we, we need but he's we, not the only honcho with control over the kitchen. He's right. not head honcho of, of the freezer. No, right. I read, I read right? his contract, Nick. Sadly, he is. Oh, he's <laughs> oh, freezer, yeah. he, he, he signed Nick. Uh, he handles, uh, you know, of course, MGK as well. And part of the, 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 the caveat is it says kitchen honcho. Kitchen supervisor. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. I didn't know. I'm when sorry. did that happen? Yeah, Hang a, on. Asterix, full control of freezer. <laughs> Marissa. All right, can we become the head honchos of the kitchen? I've had an, a table in my cart. For Amazon for like six months, a communal table. Can we just buy it? Where are you going to put it? Yeah, it's small in there. We're going to move that stupid box that is full of like oh. sternum. Yeah, but no, you can't get rid of that can't. because a lot of people use that coffee maker. That they use that care. The coffee maker. Uses it. All right, I plan this out. The, the coffee maker is going to go on it. It's a little sideboard. It has uh, shelves underneath, so you can put things underneath of it. And then we can put like trays of hoagies when they come in or something like that. Can you like still that. open the fridge? Yes. You have a lot of room on the console next to you in there, Marissa. Can, 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 we, can we put the food there? I know you don't mind when people come by while you're working. And... Well, it's lovely during uh, quarantine to invite everybody into our space to come get does, a hoagie. In the office, does does the kitchen, I'm talking about everyone's office, the kitchen seems to be that kind of... It's got to be. There's a little controversy always when it comes with the uh, to the kitchen. One you of the best kitchen scenarios I used to have was when Y100 in New York moved from one building into another, and they moved the, whatever office area we took over had like the mofo kitchen area. Oof. So there was like a full two tables, and and it was it was great. I mean, it was like a kitchen kitchen, right? Large, and that was great. I've never had a situation that good where you, you the eight or nine people could sit around a table, and it was it was great. I I honestly think. That's sort of a necessity. You got. Um, so I'm glad we're building that here because once you lose that, yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a sort of a, a hangout place. Oh, Steve, the one that we're getting is going to have like a cafeteria really? type, like multiple tables, high tops, really, and it's going to have All like right. an area where you can go an and omelet hang. station with a chef making omelets. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what, what if we ended it? up yeah. with something like, like Subaru, Preston? Oh man, oh, could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, we should work and for they, Subaru. They do have that stuff. They do have like carving stations and, and crepe stations. Anything with the word station yeah. in the kitchen yeah, is going to be good. Train station. Wow. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, sorry. There was, I initially was going to talk about something completely different, but that, that uh, <laughs> post from Sarah came up. And I, and I think discuss amongst yourselves today. Freezer 
and fridge, two separate things, one thing. You know yeah. what I mean? I think refrigerator covers it all. So. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. You know why I want to stay on time for your chance to win some money this morning. Twice we have your chance for $500 with the Preston and Steve money clip, so that will be next. We'll come back. We'll get to the bizarre file as well, so make sure you stay close. We don't want you to miss your opportunity. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's see if we can set you up with some extra cash this morning. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Hey, Larry. <laughs> now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, here we go. Chance to win $500 happens right now, and you need this very special word, which I will reveal to you at this moment. It is world, W-O-R-L-D. That's this hour's keyword. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways for you to do that. First of all, you can text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. And, of course, if you're interested in winning $10,000 in our grand prize, you can enter it via MMR, the MMR app or... At WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our community-wide contest. And that person will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone if it rings, all right? Contest rules available at WMMR.com. It's all sponsored by Hyundai City. The word again is world. W-O-R-L-D. Good luck to ya. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, uh, it's brought to you by... Horizon. You can get your air conditioning ready for warmer weather. Book Horizon's complete 21-point AC tune-up now for $59. Plus, get up to a pound of refrigerant for free if your system needs it. Horizonservices.com. I was thinking about this story all day yesterday. Two people faced charges after state police were called to a Dollar General store. It's <laughs> great. For a report of a woman wearing a hard hat and holding a crockpot lid as a shield and carrying a bathroom scale. Yeah. Tiffany Kerfoot was under the influence of drugs and said that people were chasing her and trying to hurt her. Uh, She also told state police that she just saw a murder at 214 Roland Street where she lives with her boyfriend, Nicholas Rolls. When troopers went to investigate, Rolls told them that there was no murder and that Kerfoot had a drug problem. So she's like the worst Avenger ever. Mm-hmm. 
As state police were walking out, a trooper spotted a glass marijuana pipe in the middle of the living room floor. Rolls is now charged with misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. <laughs> and Kerfoot, who was taken to a hospital, was cited for public drunkenness. I'd love to see that scene where the Avengers assemble and then she comes down with a hard hat <laughs> and a crockpot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they sort of look. <laughs> assemble. Yes. I, uh, I don't know her. 32-year-old man was arrested Friday after he threw Molotov cocktails at police and threatened them with a machete and a knife. It's an interesting little story here. Daniel Joseph Harvey took police on a chase through the streets of downtown Huntsville on the morning of Good Friday, occasionally lobbing Molotov cocktails from his mother's Jeep Liberty. Uh, two of the incendiary devices caused fires on the pavement. The incident started when Lieutenant Mike Sloan, a sheriff's deputy, saw Harvey pull into the parking lot of a temporary holding facility. Now, Harvey has a battery charge pending against him from an incident that took place back in October in which he reportedly tried to stab Sloan, this cop, and threw Molotov cocktails at him Jeez. back then. What? Sloan wrote that he recognized Harvey from the October incident, so he went out to the vehicle to talk to Harvey, who appeared agitated, he said. Uh, he stated we were after him, and a federal arbitration was after him. Uh, Harvey brandished a knife. Sloan pulled his gun and told him to drop the knife. Harvey sped away, so a chase ensued. Said Harvey stopped the vehicle, lit a Molotov cocktail, and threw it out the window at me while I was trying to exit my patrol vehicle. The cocktail landed beside my vehicle and burst into flames. Harvey then exited his vehicle with a long machete. So Sloan used his stun gun on Harvey, but that was ineffective. Harvey got back into his vehicle. Fled again. Stopped in front of the Huntsville Police Department. At that time, Corporal Clint Ham joined the chase. Harvey threw a lit Molotov cocktail at Ham. It landed in front of his patrol car and burst into flames. Again, Harvey sped away. When he saw a Huntsville police officer approaching, Harvey sideswiped his vehicle. He then stopped in front of Granny's kitchen and tried to light another Molotov cocktail. Harvey sped away in his vehicle again. Must have smelled that sweet rhubarb pie. Harvey threw another Molotov cocktail out the driver's window. It landed on the road, but it didn't ignite. How many Molotov cocktails did he have? He then led police on a high-speed chase before stopping at his home and brandishing a machete. After several minutes of verbal commands, Harvey attempted to stab the machete into the ground, leaving it readily accessible, but it fell over. He continued to try to negotiate. The officer tried to negotiate a, a peaceful surrender. Harvey started to reach toward the machete, at which time the officer made the decision to have physical contact with Harvey. They got him to the ground. They got him handcuffed. After searching Harvey's vehicle, police were able to account for six more Molotov cocktails, and he could face several charges, including attempted capital murder in this little incident. At what point? I mean, come on. You you should not get to throw, I'd say, more than ten Molotov cocktails. He had like a dozen of them. He was ready to go. Wow. All right, a massive Asian water monitor, a water monitor, uh, it's a, a, a lizard. Looks like a, almost like a Komodo dragon. Uh, terrified shoppers after going on a King of the Monsters-esque rampage through a 7-Eleven in Bangkok, Thailand. Kathy, uh, you, would, you would have died of a heart attack if you saw this thing. <laughs> the original video tweet of the incident racked up nearly a million views before it was deleted. It popped up on uh, Facebook, and it shows the monster reptile scaling a shelf of milk, knocking over cartons, and causing onlookers to cry out in shock. Uh, You can hear a voice saying, oh my God, the shelves are ruined, uh, exclaiming about the reptilian interloper, which at up to eight feet long is the world's second largest lizard after the Komodo dragon. Dear God. The clip (laughs) concludes uh, with the water monitor resting atop the shelf near the ceiling while bystanders guffaw in the background. 
Fortunately, despite their massive size, the opportunistic predators don't pose a threat to adult humans. Uh. Instead, choosing a feet to feast on everything from eggs to small mammals and carrion. So uh, he decided to spend some time walking through the store. <laughs> Scary as hell, that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the head public defender for the 15th Judicial District in uh, Indigent... Uh, Indigent Defender's Office, that's a big title. Okay, yes, it is. Is facing a gender discrimination lawsuit filed by a former employee. She says her boss fired her from the public defender's office after she reported the inappropriate comments to human resources. Now, Jamie Pellerin says her boss, G. Paul Marks, repeatedly made sexual and sexist comments about her while she was an assistant public defender. Marks repeatedly asked her about her sex life and even told her her clothes were creating a problem at the parish jail causing inmates to pleasure themselves while she was around. Ah. Okay. Uh, Because prisoners don't normally do that. Reported the gender discrimination and harassment of the chain of command and believes that her boss retaliated against her by firing her. She Uh, says... You're giving our prisoners boners. She said in one incident, Marx told her to dress less attractive and more like a nun. (laughs) Uh, She tried to get the behavior to stop. It just never did and ultimately led her to uh, termination from her employment. Pellerin says when she voiced her concerns, Mark said, I can fire you for being too attractive, and there's nothing you can do about it. I think he's wrong on that one, actually. According to court documents, Marks allegedly told Pellerin, men don't have self-control. As their attorney and an employee of the public defender, you have to protect these men from their basic instincts by being less attractive. Well, I'm going to grab your boob right now. <laughs> I heard a conversation in the hallways here. Uh, Somebody was going to a female prison to visit somebody. And uh, when she got there, she got turned away. She wasn't allowed to go in because she had leggings on, like stretch pants. They, yeah, they wouldn't let her in. Did they say why? Uh, She said, I guess it's too, like, considered too provocative or something like that. Because they were I've heard of some things where they they try to... They don't want you. They, I don't know what the story is, and I guess maybe people who work within the, the the penal system can more correctly address this. But I've heard similar things. But of, she, like she was saying, if it was jeans, like if they were worried about me bringing something in, like is that what it is? Well, no. But she said they're yeah. leggings. You can't hide anything. Right, there's right. no pockets. There's nowhere to put anything. I mean, th- th- if you really want to be certain, you go have them go in pantsless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pellerin says that she was fired shortly after and believes that it was a retaliation for speaking up about his gender discrimination. Uh, but he says she was fired because she missed a training exercise. Uh-huh. Uh, that case continues, so we'll see where it goes. And that's what I have in the Bizarre File. And you have a little over five minutes to get our keyword over if you want to win $500 in the Preston and Steve Money Clip. The word is WORLD, W-O-R-L-D. So text that now or enter it through the MMR app or at WMMR.com. Make sure you get on that now. It's sponsored by Hyundai City. And when you're done texting with that... Make sure you call in because we have a chance for you to win a case of sparkling hard tea from Loverboy. Yes, <laughs> not the band. Uh, we'll take uh, <laughs> caller number nine at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, you might recall Loverboy from Bravo's hit reality series, Summer House. Uh, it's the better for you premium beverage featuring high quality, low calorie, sparkling hard teas and canned cocktails. Pick up a six pack for thirteen ninety nine at your local Wegmans. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, this is John Cavanaugh. I'm self-employed truck driver, Cavanaugh Trucking in Collinsville, New Jersey, looking for some local work. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or Delaware. Give me a call, 609-471-6032. I'm also the one that delivers the calendars to WMMR. 
Give me a call. You have work for me. I appreciate it. Thanks. Next message. Hey there, I'm Amber McGoss, and my family owns a small printing company, Stupely Craft Printing, in Northeastern PA, 1000 West Market Street in Scranton, to be exact. We offer digital and offset printing, as well as a full finishing and bindery department and graphic design services. You can find us at duplicraftprinting.com. That's D-U-P-L-I-C-R-A-F-T printing.com. Or give us a call. Hope to talk soon. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Once again, uh, have something in mind to talk about, and then something comes up the (laughs) second before we go on the air. I'm not going to turn this into a full conversation, but apparently Casey's dog last night. Ate an entire large pizza. <laughs> the whole pizza, what? dude, and it was a Gaetano's pizza. So those things aren't cheap. It was like a, it's like a six fifteen. Kathy, and it's thick and it's big. He had to yeah. get. Did he get sick? Uh, n- as far as uh, when I woke up this morning, he didn't. <laughs> oh I just texted God. my family. I go, hey, make sure he goes out a lot today because he's got big poopies. <laughs> dude, he's gonna be crapping Italian bread all day. I swear to God. Listen, he is stealthy. He didn't even take the box. Because it was on the counter. He ate it out so of the box. He didn't, the box wasn't on the ground? box wasn't on the ground. <laughs> now, there was a little bit of, like, um, leftover sauce on the ground. <laughs> and and he had sauce on the top of his head, right? So I was like, I was like, who ate this pizza? And he looks at me, and he just turns his head. He's like, nope, nope, and wouldn't make eye contact with me. For the rest of the night, he's like, "Nope, not gonna." And I'm like, "Dude, you got pizza sauce on your on your head." I'm like, "I know it was you, Reg. Oh, I know God. it was you. It was like the one time where Fozzie, the other dog, got up on the table and ate an entire plate of spaghetti, and he's white, so he had his whole face was just What'd red. You do? <laughs> he Dude, the, he's a- like, "I don't know what you're talking about, man. I think it was. Uh, I think Shamus ate it. That's yeah, a lot." Even for a dog, a whole that, pizza? That's, yeah, that's... Dude, at least a whole pizza, because I brought two pizzas home, and I had eaten some of the pepperoni pizza, and I didn't touch the cheese pizza. You didn't get a picture of his head, did you? <sighs> it's probably still there. It's not like he cleaned it. It's not like he was like, oh, crap, do I have something on my head? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. And by I the love... way, it was, uh, the, the song is fading out, and Casey goes, my dog ate an entire large pizza last night. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. All right, now I got to hear about this. <laughs> I'd be more mad because I'd, I would have been looking forward to that pizza. Yes, yeah. totally. And, and be, yeah, yeah. How did the dog get on the phone to order the pizza? <laughs> well, <laughs> he didn't. Oh. He waited for me to order. Oh, it. I got so you. my okay. son had a baseball game last night that was equidistant from Gaetano's on one side and Imperial in the other, which right. was a tough decision for me, Steve. But I went with the Gaetano's and. I was looking for, and I bought two because I knew I, I was looking forward to eating it when I came yeah. home from work today. My son Carter is so concerned. He would have been freaking out over this because he's always so concerned about what our dogs can or can't eat. He's constantly asking Alexa, right. hey, Alexa, can dogs eat, you know, uh, <laughs> peppers, you know, or something like that? And then it's usually some answer, no, dogs generally can't, but if they eat too much, it'll kill them, you know, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So if if our dogs would have eaten an entire pizza, we would have been at the vet, like the emergency <laughs> room last night. Well, they can't eat onions, right? Um, it's like they can't, or no, can't? cannot. They, uh, but it's like if they get like a little piece of onion, it's not going to kill them. But if they right. eat, if they eat a full pie, it should be fine. But I think there was onion in a the full, sauce. Well, yeah, listen, that that, that is a lot okay, of food right. to take. Just think think about the amount of food consumed for you to eat an entire pie by yourself, dude. And listen. 
Those are thick pies. I'm a 200-pound man, and I can't eat an entire pizza. He's only yeah, somebody, an 80-pound dog. Is it Gatana's? Is yeah. that what you said? Somebody had texted and said, yeah, one of those pizzas is way more filling than a regular pizza. I can't even fit. I can't finish more than two slices. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. I did. Okay. I ate more than Do two me a favor. You can do that. Just, just, just for me, find a picture of, of, of one of the dumps today and just take a picture of it. I, want I, to get. <laughs> I just have to see it. I probably, you know, you could probably hit a baseball <laughs> off of it. I guarantee it's going to be that big. Uh, somebody a... wants to know, is that in Clifton or Springfield? So the Springfield location, <laughs> I don't know if it's closed for good, but it is closed for the time being. So it was Clifton on, on Springfield Avenue. Hey, okay. Speaking of closed, remember I mentioned my pizza place? Yes. It's still closed. No. I, well, I've heard that they are renovating, so they are going to reopen, but it's still closed closed and when you were said oh i had to choose between which pizza spot like i don't even have a backup i don't have oh, a, no. it, leaves, it leaves you hollow inside when it your does. favorite pizza place isn't around totally yeah. yeah here's a text says my dog ate an entire pound cake <laughs> <laughs> um another one says uh, my dog uh swiped the entire ham steak went out to dinner for that night oh man um so yeah did now has he ever gotten up on the counter before? Or, uh, I mean, was listen, the box closed? Box was closed. So he he's li- big. He, he's we just big. Put his front he paws is big. On, right? uh, like he is almost like if he gets on his hind legs, he is maybe as tall as my wife. Right. So he's definitely not as tall as me. But like we can slow dance. In fact, I sing all <laughs> yeah. in forever. I'll do that for when you sometimes. You yes, I dance with him. Um, please please, take please video. get video of that. <laughs> please. I, will see that. I would like to see that. Uh, Fozzie, on the other hand, we have caught him all four legs standing on top of the kitchen Come table. On. I know. And so Fozzie is a picky eater. Reggie will eat whatever. Fozzie won't eat his dog food. He, you know, I, I and I'll, I'll have to show you this sometime. I will stand there with a bone at his nose, and the and he'll just kind of like let it sit there for like five ten seconds. And then he's like, uh, all right, I'll eat it. You know? Hey, there's a few texts coming in and saying uh, a couple of people have had their dogs eat their entire rotisserie chicken. Oh, yeah, the yeah, bones yeah. are bad, right? Uh, one of them said, yeah, bones and all. But this other person says, my dog, unfortunately, ate the entire rotisserie chicken, died two days later. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. 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 So you got to watch it. can get into the uh, uh, the, the, the tract and, and, and cause problems. A lot of people make the mistake of just feeding everything to their dog like they're a disposal unit. You can't do that. Uh, here we go. My dog ate an entire pound of jalapeno peppers. <gasps> Why <laughs> would a dog continue to eat? <laughs> they like spicy food. Uh, okay. That must, wow. have been, must have been one howling dump. Yeah, I know we've talked about things that, that dogs have eaten yeah. before, but but large amounts of food. And and you had said, um, Casey, that uh, uh, Fozzie gets up on the table. If we can't leave any of our uh, chairs pulled out at our kitchen okay. table. Oh, because of that? Well, yeah. One of our dogs, Rook, like, we'll, we'll just, be, all of a sudden there he is on top of the table. <laughs> and if we have food sitting out, you know, he's he's in it. So We had uh, a dog eat an entire box. I can't remember if it was Whitman Sampler, but it was a box of chocolate. Chocolate. Right. You have to be very worried for yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and what'd you do? Uh, yeah, listen, I was younger at the time, you so. You broke the dog in half, no, tasted the... it, and put it back together. <laughs> <laughs> no, the dog was fine. Yeah. It was, um, I think he had eaten it when, and and we didn't notice it until it was like, you know, too late, but the dog ended up being fine. Dogs right. are not supposed to eat. No. Apparently dark chocolate's not that bad for him, but like regular uh, milk chocolate, but don't quote me on that. No, so, so my, like vanilla ice cream oh. and vanilla, listen, it, it, you don't, consult with your vet. 
That's the best advice I can listen, give. Listen to all these. So here's one that says, my, my old dog uh, drank all of the grease from a deep fryer. Oh, what? God. Ew, Not pleasant. Ew. Another one says, my dog ate a kielbasa out of the frying pan <laughs> while it was being cooked. <laughs> And then this one says, my dog ate, uh, my, my dog back in high school ate a five-pound pot roast, raw, diarrhea everywhere the following day, including walls. Had to clean it all since it was, since I was first home. Wow. Mm, dog diarrhea five. on walls. This one says, my, my lab ate two full venison back straps I just grilled over smoked charcoal. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. <laughs> You know, if they're hungry, they'll go for it. Well, they'll... that's the worst part. Like, you're looking so looking forward to whatever it is you're preparing or the pizza you brought home. And it's like I was going to drink that grease. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm sending Marissa a picture, and so she can either show it to you guys or share it on social media of, of Fozzie after he ate an entire plate of spaghetti. Because it was like, dude, you're... you're it's, you know, like you see on America's Funniest Home Videos where, you know, the kid's yeah. trying to get away with something, but they're covered in flour. You're right, like, yeah, uh, yeah. what did you do? No, right. yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of dog ones, too. A lot <laughs> yeah. of videos of, of the, the uh, owners <laughs> asking them a question. They're, they're kind of... They look down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, they, they know. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to... Let's go to Tyler. Tyler, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Tyler? Hey, so uh, I just thought I'd give you a story. We have a... Uh, a golden doodle and my wife had just made an entire batch of like triple chocolate chip chocolate cookies mm-hmm. and we decided you know we usually leave that kind of stuff on the fridge so the dog can't get it when we go out but we had to run out real quick to uh to the store and it was only like a five minute trip and we completely forgot about them and uh they were left on the counter we got home and we're like where are the cookies and we see the tinfoil and the entire batch had been eaten Wow. So, so what did you do? Because obviously, chocolate is bad for for your dog. What did you do? Yeah. So we're freaking out, and we're uh, looking up, you know, where to go. This is during COVID, so we're just like trying to figure out, you know, the best thing to do. So we call uh, like a vet online kind of thing. And right. They said you have to call poison control, and we call poison control, and they're like, you have to call vet. <laughs> right. Oh, I hate that. I've that been loop. in that loop. I've been yeah. in that loop before about something different, but I can't Crock stand crap. that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, eventually they were like, uh, we found a local vet hospital, and they said, take him here, and we went and made our appointment, and uh, they were really good. They brought him in. I mean, he was pretty scared and everything, but uh, yeah, they, they ended up keeping him overnight just because they warned us. Yeah, he, he threw it up. We gave him the stuff, but um, he might have diarrhea and get restless, and we're like, yeah, you can hold him for some money. Yeah, yeah. why don't you why don't you monitor him for the night? So I guess they 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 cause him to to cough that up or, or spit that up, and then what? They give just give him fluids and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we did have a pretty restless night, so we uh, we made the right choice there. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, obviously, I mean, and there are there are vets you can get in touch with for emergencies like that. Uh, let me go to, uh, Dennis. Hey, Dennis, good morning. Hey, Preston, you don't brine that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep cut, guys. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. is. You're good, bud. <laughs> My wife and I say that all the time. It's hilarious. Anyway, you don't brine it. What's up, our Dennis? Dog, our dog is a train walker coon out. I've called about our dog before, but anyway, she chewed through a cabinet at our old house. It was like a really low rent cabinet. 
and uh, ate an entire bag of dog food. It was like it must have been like over ten pounds of food. Oh my! Imagine God. the the weight of that food in in your gut. I, I mean, you put it on in human terms. Right. Uh, we, yeah, they they'll do that. Actually, for us, it's more an issue with our cats, and we right. have one cat, Dutch. Our dog is really good. I mean, you could leave a sandwich on a table right uh-huh. at nose level, and the dog won't touch it. But our cat has done a similar thing. Not eating the whole bag, but chewed the ba- bottom out of a bag. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I remember I, I'm taking it out of the closet, and I go to lift it up, and it's... <laughs> yes. It all pours out the bottom. Steve, yeah. my cats did the exact same yeah, yeah. thing. I, I couldn't believe how much food they ate. It's, and they were, they were going... They knew it was there, and they would go and have a, like, a, like a buffet yeah. without our knowledge. Uh-huh. And then, like, you, you gotta be kidding me. So for like a minute... You know, you get angry, yeah, and then yeah. you're like, wait, if I were a dog or a cat, I'd, I'd do the same thing. Exact same yeah. thing. You know, it's just sitting there. Of course I'm going to try to access wait, it. Wait, so <laughs> I put now the dried food up on a shelf yes, yeah, yeah. in the basement. They now have figured out, and I keep, I'm wondering why all the cleaning supplies are knocked off of the shelf. <laughs> well, I just realized two days ago, they're they're climbing up the shelf to try to get to, get to, to, to the it. damn food. Wow. Well, now that they've tasted human flesh, is that an issue? (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, and they don't need that anymore. She's still not the same, by the way. Like, she is not as... I realize that she's not as cuddly as she used to be with me. Oof. I know. What the hell? Well, did you apologize to her? Ever. <laughs> she ate my leg like yeah. a chicken it w- leg. It's crazy that dogs will eat whatever, but then, you know, if you try and feed them a, like a pill, they, oh. they'll spit, they'll <laughs> chew everything. So our dog, so here's, okay, so here's the process. We, our dog is, uh, Chelsea's about 13, 14 years old. We don't know exactly because she's a, a rescue. Um, so she gets egg yolk for her, her joints, like a bodybuilder would take egg yolk. Okay. So, um, to do that, I literally, when we make, we, we get pieces of turkey, I buy specific turkey for her, and then I roll them into like enchiladas. <laughs> and then, and then I literally have to go and like pull a piece off and I have to, in my mouth, like, uh-huh. you're gonna like, cause she doesn't like the egg yolk, but she likes the turkey. And then I, and then I take like some sort of low end prostitute. I take the, my finger and I rub it across the turkey and I rub it on her lips, like, you want more, baby? <laughs> love oh my it. God. And then she Naughty. takes the first bite and once she's like, she's, the head's going back and then suddenly it goes in her mouth. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. and then I can start feeding her the rest of the turkey enchiladas. But she doesn't. She doesn't pick up on that. Wait, there's a foreign object in there. She's no. She uh, is this one of those yolk things? <laughs> cheese works the best. Like if you yeah. take a piece of American cheese and kind of like yeah. smush it into there. Because I've, I've tried bread. I've tried turkey lunch works meat. better for her, but cheese okay. will work. You know what? Also, also, so we. You know, we have a number of pill situations going on with some of our animals. Yeah. If you can get him, if you can get him to dig the pill pockets, yeah. you're golden. But um, yeah, mine it, won't take that. Yeah, no. yeah. They, they won't take yeah. that. I've tried all the pudding and all. We, we eventually just have to pry the mouth open and shove it down. <laughs> Preston, you have Preston one, the- one day. I, I'm sorry, Kathy. I took. So we had like it was. We got this new food. It was a log, and I, and I literally put the food, like a chunk of it in the dog's mouth, and I was manually <laughs> moving the dog. I said, Chelsea, this is for your own goddamn good. <laughs> But they have those little things that you can plunger that like shoots it into their throat. And sometimes it works. I remember with my cat, he like would go and it would come flying out of his mouth. I can pill any animal now at this point. I I, I just I listen, it's going in. If I can find a way to pound it in your butthole, I'll do it. But it's going in. (laughs) Wow. I like the uh, 
the, the hooker approach. Ooh, <laughs> you like some of this, baby? You want to taste? <laughs> Rubbing it on their lips. Uh, I will go next to Bill. Good morning to you, Bill. Hey, how you doing, Preston? Good. What's up, man? Uh, my dog ate. This is actually last month. I was eating some chicken wings, and I finished all the wings, and I left the container on the table. I went upstairs for a minute, and my dog ate all the bones, the, the blue cheese dressing, the hot sauce. The hot Jesus. Sauce. So all those bones. I, did you get the dog to the to the vet? What'd you do? I call, I called the vet right away, and the vet said, "Well, your dog's your dog's sixty pounds. She's just give it a day or two. She said her, her stomach acid should break down all the chicken bones. Okay. Okay. If you have any problems, just bring her in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then there was another time she was she stole a chocolate bunny out of my son's Easter basket oh, and stood over it. Oh, wow. I tell you what, there's a, there's a type of dog food that they have that actually has like a chicken bone in it, but it's it's they, they marinate it or whatever they do that it's it just disintegrates, but it gives it's giving them like... Remember when like, you were supposed to give dogs bones yeah, way back in the yeah, day? Like yeah. that was, that's, you know, because they, so they like them. There are know? types of like like um, like pig ears and stuff like that. And, and, and so what happens is a lot of them, they splinter mm-hmm, and they yeah. can slice up the dog's throat. Right. And it can really F up their digestive system. Uh, hang on a second here. Is this their animal or this person? Let me, well, an let me, let me go to Brett. It just says ate a whole here anyway. <laughs> Hi, Brett. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry about your work. No, oh. man, what's up? So I got a Christmas Eve about when I was 11 years old. My dog got a whole bowl, uh, ball of raw dough, oh. and I got this fermented in her stomach. No. And we hadn't known at the time, so she's walking around wasted, running in the walls. We're trying to walk oh. Your dog essentially was drunk off the fermenting dough. I'm sorry? Your dog was essentially drunk off of the fermenting dough? Wasted. Had to take her to the vet and get her stomach pumped. We woke oh. up Christmas morning. She got charcoal all in her stomach. Her oh. mouth. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, wow. I got you. Fine, but... Listen, and, and most people are you know responsible pet owners, but you 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 put something on the counter for a second, you you, you some somebody comes to the door, you forget, and before you know it, they've they've gone to town. Case, you had no idea that Reggie could get up there and get to that pizza, or no. you just it didn't it just didn't register. Uh, no, it didn't register because you listen. That's Reggie all... had ordered the ravioli. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you didn't even order this. It's not even yours. That pisses me off. Yeah. Um, so Reggie follows me around everywhere I go. So at one point, uh, he must have snuck out of the room. Yeah. Uh, usually when I'm, uh, I- I'm in this like little back room and I watch my shows and Seamus shuts the door cause he, wa- he plays his video games right outside of that. And so I, I just wasn't paying attention. It's daddy turned the bachelor's on. Yeah. And, um, so he snuck out. And uh-huh. so, you know, I-, I just, I just didn't know. Normally. An entire yeah. Large pizza, a big, thick, large thick pizza. one too. Yeah, wow. I know. You we also <laughs> think a natural. We talked about like Kathy's, you know, being attacked by her cat and just animal things kicking in. Animals yeah. still, even domesticated animals, when presented with an unlimited food source, they're, they're still that. I better eat this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I better eat this now. Yeah, you eat right. as much yeah, as you yeah, can yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's how I, you live. Right, right. Yeah. But I gotta say, when a dog feels guilty, yeah. It's like the cutest thing. It, it just kills me. Yes. But you've got to yeah. for their own good. But, I mean, <laughs> and it's like, I, 
you, you're like, hey, I understand you're an animal. You yeah. want to look out for them. But he, he looked in my eyes, and then he's like, uh-uh. <laughs> and then he's standing right next to me. He's like, no, nah, I can't. I can't. Can't look you in the eye. I can't look you in the eye. Casey, yeah. if he yes. had only eaten half of it, would you have eaten the other half? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, I would have. Anything right. that didn't if have he, a bite he, mark in it. If yeah. he spit chewed food out, you would have eaten it. <laughs> All right, I would have taken the pizza cutter out and trimmed yeah. it up a little bit. But yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with the rest I of that. Heard All right, you, good. you were rude to Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> But you I, talking to uh, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, when they when they get that guilty look, I'll I'll push it. I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, you, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> so sometimes there's footage. I'm sorry, I relay this. The footage you showed us, Preston, where you get him out to the beach. Your your dogs are adorable. You get him out oh to the beach, God. and it's their first experience, like on the open beach, and it's the winter, so they got it all to themselves. And you can see, hey, guys, they're running around, yeah. and they're running, and then they start running, and you can see, oh, my God! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh Christ. Here I go. It reminds me of that movie Funny Farm. Funny yes. Farm, yeah, yeah. They get that Irish center, they bring it up, like, oh, look at him go. And go. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, a week later, yeah. you see the dog go, <laughs> just comes flying. Yeah. Up, up, up on the, like, the hilltop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, a ton of texts are coming in. This one says, had a blue tick hound eat two whole sub, sub sandwiches, paper and all. Oh, oh my God. God. Snag them right off the dash of the pickup truck. That's so you have to be aware of those things. Like, like my, my, my tuna Diablo from, from, uh, Primo's and I, I bring it back. You cannot, uh-uh. that's got to go right in the fridge. You cannot leave that on the table. Mm. Wow. All right. Check this one out. I'm going to go to Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Good morning. Morning, Gadzook. Gadzooks, Ashley, what's up? So we have a lab now who eats everything under the sun. She's gotten on our counter and eaten subs and hoagies and cheesesteaks, paper bag, tin foil, and all. But we had a yellow lab growing up, and she ate a live crab out of a cooler. A live Whoa. crab. Shell and all, yes. Oh. Got into the cooler with the crabs. We were getting ready to steam for... <laughs> The picnic. Jesus Christ. Around with live crab was was your dog cut up at all? Did, 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 the, did the crab get any uh, any last shots in? Uh, on her nose, yeah, but yeah. she ended up devouring the whole thing. Wow. It's, it's wild when you see your animal be an animal, like your your yeah. your dogs were with that, that rabbit that oh got onto God. the property. Fortunately, I didn't see that yeah, happen. Yeah. I just saw the corpse left over, and they <laughs> ate a full-grown rabbit, the bottom half of it. <laughs> The bottom half of it, it was cut in half. It was, oh. yeah, that was like, we was, The occasional I, feed, field mouse that gets into our house that, that that makes the worst decision you possibly could. We have oh, nine yeah. cats, yeah. Yeah. And, and Dutch pulverized this one. I'm like, oh. And it's not like you're starving your no. animals. You no. Know? In fact, the corpse was right next to it, like a yeah. six-inch deep bowl of friskies. Well, I'm pretty sure your dog said, I am so hungry I could eat the ass yeah. end of a rabbit. I think yeah. he did. I'm going to go to Steve next. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Casey, you should give Reggie some vitamins. Some <laughs> vitamins. <laughs> Doggy vitamins. <laughs> well done, Steve. What's up, man? So about 10 years ago, before I had American Bulldog Pitbull mix, and right before she was two years old, I had a uh, full, I had a um, corned beef brisket in the crock pot, and I had brought it down to a smaller, I mean, a, a smaller table. And I had to run upstairs to go take care of the baby. I come downstairs, across pots on the floor. She ate the entire corned beef biscuit. Oh my I god! Mean, think about that. And it was it was probably still pretty hot, correct? Yes, yes it was. Steve. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Wow. Unbelievable. And did it uh, did it affect her at all physically? No. Okay. No. There you go. Right. The one thing that I had that I remember that I was I was really terrified of was we my wife as I told you this story many times before we sent them for a night of romance I think it was our anniversary and I put the flower petals the whole thing and and our cat Mac <laughs> Max Fun the, the 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 charity's named after this cat like eight. 80% of the rose petals, <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys when I first discovered that the pizza was missing. I mean, at first I was like, man, everybody ate the pizza. Well, that's good, you know. Yeah. Um, I Great. And then I was like, wait a second, and there's some stuff on the floor here. And then Reggie came into the room, and I smelled his breath first. I, I, I said, get over here. And I and I leaned down, and I started, and I could smell the pizza crust and everything on his breath. What and then, and then I saw the pizza in his hair. Yeah. I was like, you a-hole. Did you turn him around and smell his breath? So that was dinner for everybody. What would you end up doing? Well, so... Um, it, dinner got there late because the the baseball game ended late. Mm. So uh, I want to say my my wife didn't have any. Um, my son only ate a piece on the way home, and then my daughter had one piece, and I had two like pizzas. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, he ate more than you one did of as pizza. a family. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, just a couple more calls. I'm going to go to Jessica. Hi there, Jessica. Good morning, bitches. Good morning, bitch. What's up? <laughs> so. When my when my dog, she's three years old now, and my husband and I adopted her as a puppy, there was a box of stuff in our living room. So we were in the process of moving and whatnot. She somehow busted into this box and pulled out a bag of those hers ghost pepper cheese. Curls. Ghost peppers are like, especially the hurt, they're like lethal. Yeah. She howled. The entire bag before we could even do anything about it. There was no crumb whatsoever even left in this bag. And I was like, girl, you are going to have some serious bathroom issues later. Yeah, well, think of also, think of taking all that down. uh, uh, Like, uh, the dog must... How does the dog even mentally process what's happening? Do they have the same sort of like sensors? that? They don't know the sensors. Yeah, I, I you would assume because they're an animal, they can probably handle a bit more. I so I'm pretty sure my dog's a bit of a masochist. Yeah. Um, like she's the kind that will go sit on the invisible fence line and like you'll see her vibrate and she's like, oh my god, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I need to see videos. Of that. The dog's getting off on your electric fence. I don't think she feels pain. So uh, they're awesome, though, aren't they? They're, they're great. Uh, do you? It, what's her name? It's Mika. You should Mika. call her Mistress Mika. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> Mika, that's your new name. Sorry, dear. I love it, Jessica. All right, thanks for the call. Have Appreciate a great it. Day. You so too. Long. All right, and then I'm going to go to Trish because Trish is a vet tech and she's seen it all. Oh, Hi, yeah. Trish. How you doing? Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. All right, so everybody's been calling. We, you know, we know that dogs will eat foreign objects, but we were talking about you know these dogs that have gone in and just eaten all of your food, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure that you guys get stories like that all the time. Oh, my God. I think the worst one was we had a five-pound toy poodle eat somebody's special brownie. Oh, okay. No. So it's one of those, do you treat for the chocolate toxicity or do you treat for the THC toxicity? Yeah. So what was your call? 
Well, thankfully, the treatment's very similar. You know, you make them throw up, you give them the charcoal, and the dog ended up being fine, but at one point, she was starting to go into convulsions oh, from man. everything. Right. I mean, you're talking about a little five-pounder, you I know? could really yeah, go for I some mean, Gaetanos. This dog was tiny. <laughs> man, I could go for some Gaetanos. Ah, still get some munchies. The owner didn't want to admit what had happened. Well, perhaps you oh, could help us quickly yeah. with something. So, so a dog eating a pie, a, a, a pizza, the way Casey's dog did... Uh, it's not like like something that's that's a, a real red flag, but it's so. What what what's the situation? Do you, should you call a vet, or is that you know that's just a dog being a dog? We always say you know if you're worried, call the vet. Yeah, but um, usually it's things like grapes, garlic and onions, uh, dark chocolate. Milk chocolate isn't great, but it's not as bad. Okay, as, I was I was the opposite of that. Okay. It's actually the white chocolate that is, has nothing in it that'll hurt them. Okay. But, um, I never heard of grapes. Yeah, grapes have some some kind of weird uh, phenol in it. Grapes and uh, raisins can be toxic. Okay. Yeah, my All wife right. made chicken salad uh, the other night, and she was like, it, especially to the kids, do not leave this out because it has grapes and onions no in it. No kidding. Mm, yeah. I, I dropped a grape on the floor last night, and I don't remember picking it up, and one of my dogs <laughs> might have eaten it. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Trish, how no many, uh, how much of an onion does a, like, all right, my dog's 80 pounds. How much of an onion can a dog eat and not have any issues? I honestly don't know what the, the, the ratio poundage is. Yeah. But, um, you know, I would say anything, but for a dog that's 80 pounds, I would see anything more than, you know, a couple rings of it. Okay. I, I, I would probably want to have it checked out okay all right and trish while we have you on the phone uh, my cat ate yarn a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah. oh that... your girlfriend was freaking yeah, out my girl, we ended up not taking the cat to the vet because i figured it's yarn it's you know it's okay she'll she'll eventually poop it out was i right or was she right um i mean the cat's yarn... fine now well i'm glad the cat's fine because normally we do say to bring them in because like yarn and string can get bound up in their intestinal tract and actually like especially string that's really tiny can cut so you have to be really careful with that. Okay. Well, well, my cats are screwed because they <laughs> eat more string, yarn. They'll eat rubber ribbon, bands. Right, ribbon and stuff. Ribbon. I, so oh I, I, my, the, like, but that's, I, that's a common thing. It's such a common thing. Like, I, I can't bring balloons in the house for right. someone's birthday with the, the string oh, hanging. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. will just tear it apart and eat it, but I definitely don't take them So you'd say, Goodwill of Advice, Trish, is to, is to contact the vet. Do you have any question at all? Err on the side of caution. Obviously, I think most people think that way with their pets. They want to make sure they're fine, but d- don't hesitate. Blow a call in, right? Exactly. Okay. Always, it's always better to call. It's always kind of nice to know, too, that the vet says don't worry about it rather than you kind of sit there with that worry in the back of your head. Also, though, when, when your dog does or your pet swallows anything like string or, or tape or whatever, you, you get to play ticker tape machine out their butt, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Trish, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, you, you too. too. All right, one last call. I am going to go to uh, Patty. Hey, Patty, good morning. Hey, good morning. It. Hey, good morning. Good morning it. Patty, you don't want to talk about dogs, do you? No, well, I could, but no, I just won $500. How about that, Patty is our latest uh, presidency money clip winner, and that means Patty gets the $500 that she mentioned before, so that's a beautiful thing. Where are you from, Patty? Mullica Hill. Mullica Hill, New Jersey. I love it. And have you been playing the game since it started, or is this just your first shot at it? Yeah. 
and I was texting to the wrong number, and this morning I actually texted to the right number. And hey, that's good. You always one. remember there, there's a special number for it. It's 45911, and you should get a bounce back if you text it to the wrong number, or at least if you, if you text it to the, the regular WMMR text. So, well, good. We got that corrected. It worked out. And, Patty, $500 yeah. for you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks for listening to MMR, Patty. We appreciate it. Oh, I love you guys. Excellent. All right, how about that? Yes. Next chance is roughly an hour from now, about an hour and seven minutes. We will have your chance to win some cash, just like Patty did with the Preston and Steve money clip. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Uh, Our friend comedian Josh Wolf will be on the show. He's at Punchline, so we'll spend some time with him next. Stay with us. WMMR.com, the website for everything that rocks. Music news, events, photo galleries, contests, MMR gear in the rock shop, and more. All at WMMR.com. Let's get our guest on. He is going to be at Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, resting comfortably in Nashville, Tennessee right now. We just talked to somebody yesterday from Nashville. It was Amy Amy Lee, yeah, from Evanescence. Uh, Maybe they're best buddies. I don't know. Please welcome Josh Wolf. What's up, What's Josh? going on? How you doing, man? Good. I have a question. Yes. About traffic. Okay. <laughs> the band or the actual traffic here? <laughs> I have a question about the traffic that was read to you. Okay. Now, there was a delay that was mentioned. Was it a Draper delay? <laughs> was it? Wait, a lot of people years ago th- thought I was saying a gay bird delay. It's a gay, gay bird. bird. I thought. Gaper. I thought you said. Gaper, and I was like, "Whoa, it well, is gaper. It is, it is a gaper delay." Now, those who have perused the in- perused the internet know that gaper can mean something yeah. else. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what. So it was gaper per. Yeah, yeah. it's actually people who are yeah, are so- transfixed by what they're seeing. As opposed right. to a large gaping orifice. Yeah, they. <laughs> That's not what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, because that that'll tell you uh, how much comparatively how much traffic I watch or how much porn I watch. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. right. No, we we're, we're right in that same realm, but, Josh. We're like, wait a second. I know that is a different thing, and any fan of Pornhub would know uh, gaping is a much bigger issue. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if it's causing traffic delays in Philadelphia, I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, things got crazy during the coronavirus. What can we say? Hey, you wouldn't stop and stare for a moment, even if you were driving by. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that that deserves a little looky. Right. You know? I'm, I'm going to slow down if there's a gaping incident on the side of the freeway. That's for sure. <laughs> Josh, do you fall into that same realm? Like some people say, don't even send it to me. I, I don't want to see it, or like. I got this thing, like, send it to me. I, I want to see everything. I, and I'm just, I just stopped being dishonest to myself. It's like, there's a guy, there's a guy banging a rhino. Okay, I want to see that. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I at least need to see it once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm too inquisitive. I, I'm 100% with you. There are some things that I don't ever want to see. I, I don't need to see the injuries. Oh, you know what I mean? yeah. no, does that freak I, you I, out? I just don't need to see it. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not into watching other people's pain. That's yeah. not, unless it's like July 5th and somebody blew his finger off with a firecracker. I'll watch that. You <laughs> know yeah, what I, mean? I, don't, I don't know if you're a football fan or not, but I watch the NFL every single Sunday. And yeah. I won't, but if I know an injury is going to happen, like um, a replay, like, like a replay, yeah. I won't watch it. But mm-hmm. if it's happening in real time, that's, you know, kind of a different story. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, 
uh, you didn't have to tell me that you're a football fan. You look like a dude who owns a bunch of jerseys. <laughs> there you go. I might be wearing an Eagles hat right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look like you may have a couple jerseys with your own name on the back. I don't know. <laughs> do, okay, I do, but not because I bought that. They, I yeah, hate that. Here, right? He also yeah, has a, a Harvard Just so Harvard you know, jersey. they're never putting you in the game. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the worst things, and it was, it was a, a promotion through the station we had an arena football team here in the city and um they had me dressed for a game right oh, and it was right. like oh. it was like a make-a-wish type of thing and, yeah. and so i'm i'm there before the pre-game warm-up and <laughs> i got my helmet and my shoulder pads i you know and then when the game started i left and i went into the locker room and i got changed it was like it was so dumb i don't know why i even agreed to do that they yeah. put the kid in the wheelchair <laughs> in the game <laughs> So yeah, I mean, yeah, have you? You're not, you're you're always in good in, in good shape. Do you have any any athleticism in your career in your uh, in your high school or college days? I played a little college baseball. Yeah, um, I uh, I wouldn't consider myself overly athletic. I just chose the right schools to apply to so I could play. <laughs> Where did you go to college? Where did you play baseball? What's that? Where did you play baseball? Uh, a place called Trinity in San Antonio. Okay, so Trinity needed uh, needed an ace player, and you were the man. Ch- Trinity was like, "We've never had a Jew play down here before." <laughs> <laughs> so come on down. Was it like an affirmative action program? <laughs> well, listen. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that's D one. By the D- way, when I when I went to college, having a Jew in Texas was considered diverse. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> At Trinity College, nonetheless, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Jesus was a Jew. Yeah, but like baseball in Texas is no joke. So you have mm-hmm. to, you had to be able to hold your own. Well, here's the thing, you know, at the level of baseball I was playing in college, like Division One, and we played some Division One teams. Division One teams, when they say five to a player, when they come down and play, you're like, oh, that's right. They can do everything. But we still had guys on our team. Like, you remember that kid you grew up with who played first base that could hit every ball? Yes. He was built like a keg. Yeah. So no matter how far he hit it, he could only hit a single. Yeah. It was either a single or a home run because he wasn't running to second base. Yeah. And, you know, when his little legs got moving too fast, he always fell forward. You know those dudes? Yes. So we we had those guys. Like, on our team, we had a lot of skilled people, but nobody had all five. We There were a lot of threes. Yeah. yeah fours, yeah. but a couple twos, you know. There's something that's um, that, that, that's cool though. I mean, with, with that, they, you know, in, in a team sport, like you and your 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 fraternal or just your general camaraderie with the uh, the other comedians that you work with often. I mean, that, I think that's a that's a cool place to be to have that familial relationship with people. And I think you develop that if you get a team sport early on in your life. Do you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. I tell people all the time, my fate, like my favorite thing about being a comic, just as pure as pure joy is the green room with other comics. Yeah. Mm. It's just so much fun. And, you know, there's a, when you say there's a camaraderie, like when I meet comics and I've never met them before. Right. But I know you've been in the game for 10 or 12 or 15 years. There's a shorthand just because I know who you are. Like, I know what you've been through. I know what you've done. So there is a little bit of a fraternity there uh, and a shorthand that we have. It's super cool. The green room is a lot of fun, but it's not for the faint of heart. You know, (laughs) no, I'm sure. Absolutely. Because you guys, you, you are on on a team of sorts. And uh, I I can't imagine what it's like when, when three or four or five uh, guys and girls who work in the business get together and maybe you're having dinner and are cavorting with some of the civilians out there. 
uh, and your commentary on other people and things that are going on around you has got to be pretty brutal. A lot of times you forget you're around the others. And <laughs> you say things where people who aren't comics are like, what did you just say out loud? And you're like, sorry, I forgot that you have feelings. <laughs> we don't have them. It's really hard for me to judge what's bothersome to other people. You know what I mean? I think you're liking it to the, the, the classic, the Goodfellas scene with, you know, where they're all sitting around and they're the mob and then everyone else in the, in the restaurant is... You know, they're just minding their business because they can't work on the level that these guys and the stories that they're trading. But but it, but it is cool. It used to be. I mean, years ago when I was was in it, when I first started it, I always had heard that it was a lot more, you know, the guys are just not nice and some people were not supportive. And then I, I, I found it was the people who really had the chops and the talent were actually really supportive and really good and would always help young people coming up. And uh, and it seems to be and now more than ever, when you just had this whole thing with the the coronavirus and, and everyone kind of going into stasis, you know, and, and, and doing shows with each other and you have multiple podcasts and Facebook shows and so on and so forth. You kind of you go over relied on each other to provide content for each other's shows. And that, that must have brought you that much closer to your friends. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it, I mean, I'm sure he gets credit for a lot of stuff that he deserves, but he also deserves credit for this. A lot of it comes from Rogan. I yeah. mean, if you look at, first you look at podcasts, and so every comic, you don't, nobody's paying each other to be on their podcast. Right. So you need you need each other. You need to be able to be fluid like that and to be like, hey, yeah, I'm going to do this and this, but so you're working together, right? But also, you know, when you watched what he did and kind of the family for lack of a better word that he built and the success that all those people have together as that family, you realize that you, that that's the way to do it. That's the way you work. You work stronger together, supporting each other. Yeah. And I'm Yeah. I mean, listen, doing a lot of local radio, I know you guys definitely support each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, real positive community. But, uh, but we, we um so he really set that blueprint where he was like, look, you can go off it on your own, but we're stronger together. Look at look what we're building. So right, right. Yeah, I, I believe a lot of that, and po- like I said, podcasts, but that comes from him also. So, yeah. um, Josh, speaking of Rogan, and uh, I've been um, for whatever reason interested in comedians and uh, stealing jokes lately. I, I've just sort of gone down that rabbit hole, and I read a tweet yesterday that uh, really spoke to me, and I'm wondering uh, how you would respond to it. The tweet says. I bet not one rapper ever had said to another rapper, hey, somebody already rapped about uh, money and women. But comedians, though, hey, Johnny Lasagna had a joke about the bus in 1978 on his album Lasagna Takes the Cake, and it's been done. And so there's this notion that comedians are very, very protective of one another when it comes to material, which I, I respect. Have you encountered that mentality a lot in your career? Yeah, I will tell you, I think the fans are more protective than anything. If you have a joke that's even similar yeah. or is similar in tone or premise to somebody else that that's their favorite comic, they will let you know, man. Right. They will let you know. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's only so many premises. Yes. Right. It's what's, yes. what's your take on that premise. There's We're treated differently. Think about this. If you're a musician, right, and you put out an album and you have two bangers on that album, that is out of 12 that is a you're a you're a rock star if you put out a comedy album and it has 12 tracks and you only have two funny tracks you're never making another <laughs> sure. album. yeah yeah. yeah yeah makes sense and if i'm journey i can tour on don't stop believing even with a little filipino 
It doesn't right. even have to be three right. pair. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I can't, if I'm Chappelle, I can't tour on my first album. Right. Yeah. I just can't. So, so it's different. Um, what's, what's going to be interesting for, I think the world of comedy is this next, you know, year. Um, because what has happened is, has, has never happened no. in the history of man. I mean, of, of unless you perform during the Spanish flu, but like we are all, everybody on this planet is going through a pandemic right now. So you are most likely going to have pandemic material in your act and, and most comedians are don't you think and then it's but it is again your take on that yeah i'm not sure what the question was <laughs> in other words will, will it will it's it more foster a statement that i wanted you to expand will, will on. it will it foster <laughs> more more of a will more comedians have similar material because this is such a glaring topic or let me jump in and add an addendum here uh will they refrain from it because it's such an easy go-to mm. i think yes is the answer to both all right of those. All there right, are some people who will be like I don't have anything fresh. Um, and there are a lot of people, look, this is, to me, the good comedians will talk about what happened in their life. And so if they need to, that to be part of quarantine, they will, you know? Yeah. But I think the best comics talk about what happens in their life and they make it individual to them. Let me, because it's all part of the deal. We, we've, since this began, we've we've been fortunate, most of us, for a brief period, one or two of us were not in the studio just because there was a, a, a possible scare. But we've been here in the studio doing the show right through from the beginning. But we also realized that people are sick of hearing other freaking stuff, the pandemic and yeah. COVID and all that. And so we refrained from that a lot. And it served us well because we wanted to be the distraction and the return to normalcy. And I look at your, your website. There, you got a lot of a lot of gigs lined up. I mean, that's yeah. it's it seeming it, start, it must start to at this point be feeling like old territory. Correct. Yeah, I mean, th that's what we're all hoping for. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're all hoping for. It does, it's starting to feel like people are starting to loosen up a little bit. Um, and uh, here's the thing, like, we'll see. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 You don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, nobody knows. And, yep. and yeah. so we'll see. But I, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm hopeful. And I will say something else, you know. I have been travel. I travel a little bit. And um, you would think when you traveled that there was a fight on every plane ride and everybody screaming at each other and every yeah. Burger King. <laughs> and that's just not the case. It's you not, know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just isn't the case. Most people are just respectful of each other, right. whether they believe it or not. They're like, listen, I'm just, I'm just going to be respectful of what you And that's the way it should be. That, 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 that's good to hear that, yeah. that you're, you're seeing that because that, you know, unfortunately, that's not what that's you're not going to get the viral traction on the pleasant people at the restaurant and respect each no, other. You, you have to have, yeah. you have you have to keep the perspective that there are millions and hundreds of millions. Three hundred and thirty million circulating yeah, yeah. and that you see a dozen stories. Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, the truth is, you know what's not going to go viral is someone ordering French fries at McDonald's and saying thank you. Right. Yeah. But you know what does go viral? Somebody not wanting those fries and hitting yeah. the McDonald's worker in the face with a tray. Like, right. that is a good video. You, you know, know what I, I didn't hear? I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, Sha Shaquille O'Neal was at a Zales, and he overheard this guy hemming and hawing about not being able to afford this what? engagement ring for his girlfriend, and, and Shaquille O'Neal bought it. He just went over. He goes, hey, man, uh, let me just buy this for you. It was oh, a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot more genuine. The guy yeah. was actually trying to find. He had had the the ring on on. You know, he's making payments. Like on it, it, and yeah. he, he he was waiting to hey. propose, and it was very sincere. Go ahead. But why was Shaquille O'Neal at Zale? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing in the second, guys?
I think he was going to mall. buy the store is what it was. No, that, that cheap MF or what's he doing at Zales? You know what I'm saying? Like, that dude, could buy, he could buy every Zales ever created. What is he doing in there? Well, you I mean, whoever his wife or girlfriend is better check that ring and be like, uh-huh. where, where did you get this, Zales? Well, as someone, on, po- as someone pointed out. Hey, listen. It, they okay. would have called Zales sales, but it was too obvious. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, this that should be the real story. What is Shaquille O'Neal doing in Zales? That's what we should be doing. Josh, someone, someone pointed out in the comments. Will he next and be like, I'll get those shoes for you, man? Right. DSW. Come on, man. That's not okay for him to be in there. Someone had pointed out that later on, if he gets in a fight with this wife that he will soon have, that he can't even say, look at the ring I got you. Yeah. She'll say, Shaq bought that ring, yeah. so it's not even a valid fight. <laughs> <laughs> about- listen, if you came home from Zales and was like, Shaq bought this ring, I'd be like, listen, you liar. Just to tell me you couldn't afford to go anywhere else if you went to Zales. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you. You should have gone to Jared, man. <laughs> I wanted to ask you yeah, about. Uh, I mean, you not, say- even, not even Jared shops at Zales. You know, Jared's like. <laughs> you, can't, you can't watch accident footage, but did you watch Ed Tom Segura on your show? You know, uh, and oh yeah, he, listen, dude. That, Tom and I, Tom and I send gross videos to each other. Oh. Right now, the whole thing with his his Kreischer that episode and that whole injury. Did you, I assume you watched that? Right, the basketball injury. I watched it and thought to myself, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> but I, did I you need, did you laugh? Uh, it's hard. I, here's what I giggled at. Yeah. And then I texted him. Okay. I giggled at the noise he made. It was just like, a, <laughs> like, and I asked him, I said, you know, you, you basically had a bone sticking out of your body. Mm-hmm. And this was the noise. <laughs> like that is what got me. Chrysler was what got me. Chrysler going, you, you're, you don't want your arm like that, buddy, right? And so he like moves his arm back and, and essentially did the right thing. But he didn't know he was doing that. He no. had no clue that he was doing that. And then he gave him a little tap like, there you go, bud. <laughs> now, I'll tell you something. If, 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 say, he had slipped because he had slipped in some dog poop that Bird had thrown on the basketball court, I'd watch that. Okay, all right. All right. I mean, so you're, you're true to your... it, it adds a little banana peel in there. You know? <laughs> okay. Oh, no, that makes sense. To me, that's just a video about our mortality, and I don't yeah. need to see okay. that. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I know you got to catch a flight, so I, I, I want to ask you about where you're sitting right now. You made a move from L.A. to Nashville. Yeah. You're, it looks like you're in a professional recording studio. What's, uh, tell me about your surroundings. Uh, this is my this is my little office. And these are um, this is just kind of the wall paneling that my wife put up, which is very super nice. Cool. Oh, those like aren't real. That's just a uh, like wallpaper. Uh, by the way, it shows it's, it's like amps and and uh, and different yeah, recording equipment. You know what it is? It's like it, not like it's a it's a wall mural. This is basically yeah. one oh. giant. Yeah, I can't tell from this yeah, perspective. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on Zoom right now. If you didn't know, with uh, uh, with Josh yeah. Wolf. Um, um, you know, cool. I do have, you know, last time I was here, I played you guys one of my original songs, but I do have a parody I'd love to run by you. Oh, very see. cool. Yeah. We see the guitar in the background there. So let's, uh, let's have you get kitted up and, uh, play okay. something for us. Um, okay. Let's see now. And I play a bunch of, I'm, I'm going to end up recording a, um, a, uh, comedy album here in, in a month. So you, one you... of the shows I'm doing here, uh, uh, um, a music comedy album, one of the shows I'm doing in Philly will be predominantly, Guitar. I usually do like an hour of stand up and then twenty minutes of guitar, 
And so one of the shows will be about 50 minutes of guitar and about okay. 20 minutes. All right. All right. So this happened to me, obviously, when I was a child. Let's see if I have the voice this morning. Okay. Woke up one morning when I was a kid. Wanted to get some breakfast on. Maybe some eggs and bakey. <laughs> and then I rub my eyes, put my feet on the floor. I looked down the hall, parents' door, and I saw something a little peculiar. <laughs> it was my mom and my dad, they were wrestling around. And my mom, she made some pretty weird sounds. And I screamed at the top of my lungs, get off my <laughs> and I say, hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah, I say, hey, get off my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the face. There you go. That's beautiful. Oh. What a tribute. I love it. By the way, Josh, if, if you're uh, <laughs> if you're just jumping in, Josh is going to be at uh, Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday as well. And so you're going to, yeah, you got to get to the airport here in a little bit, right? And, and get out there. Yeah, place. I got to get out of here it's, right now. It's going to be, it's cool to have you back, have live shows, have this happening and everything kicking back in. And uh, yeah, I, I think to your earlier statement, we're getting there and it's going to be great to uh, one day get your ass back in the studio here. Uh, yeah, and listen, guys, come out for a live show. Uh, this is going to be a ton of fun. We always have a lot of fun at the shows. I don't talk politics or social issues. I just talk about my life and some silly stuff. So come on out for some fun. All you're, right. Yeah, you're one of our favorites, Josh. So uh, enjoy your time. We wish you could, you know, spend some time here, but maybe... Maybe next time we'll get you a little parting gift from Zales. As a, as uh, by the way, <laughs> Josh, you'll you'll be happy to know that Shaquille O'Neal sells men's jewelry. He has a line of men's jewelry, Shaq jewelry, and it's available at Zales. Oh, oh, yeah. So there you go. That's, That's what it is. It was a setup. Uh, it was a setup. All right. Uh, safe travels, Josh. Enjoy your time in Philly, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, bud. All right, guys. Thanks, Josh. Uh, yeah. Wolf, Punchline. He's awesome. He is. Love him. Love him. Love him. So uh, the face he was making when he was going, hey. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we got a couple of minutes before we have to take a break, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had a couple of things. You know, it's probably junk drawer time. I should probably oh, clean some. I don't think we've done that. junk drawer all week. No, we yeah. have Thursday, so I should probably clean out a few stories. And keep in mind, we got your chance to win money coming up here shortly. But uh, speaking of money. Oh, yeah, let me reach into the drawer and grab this out randomly. Theater of the Mind. A rare edition of a comic in which uh, Superman made his first appearance ever has sold for $3.25 million. That's amazing. And it's Jeez. apparently it's just in mint condition. Yeah, that's the story. So it was Action Comics number one, and we've all seen it. Superman, Superman holding, holding the car of his head. Car, yeah. yeah. Uh, sold initially for 10 cents when it was released in 1938. 
uh, the world's most valuable comic book. This very particular one so, is the most valuable comic book in the world. In uh, Superman and Lois, which is the new series on the CW, CW, which is actually really good, they pay homage to this particular imagery, Preston, yes. Oh, so before he has his full straight-up Superman uniform, he's wearing something similar to this, and he's holding the car over his head in, in one scene in the early part of the series, which That's is great. great. Uh, so the comic includes the story of Superman's origins. It's considered to be the start of the superhero genre. Do you know at that point in time, in the beginning of the comics, Superman didn't fly. He just jumped. He could uh, leap yeah. a yes. building in a yeah. single yeah. Right, bound, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it is thought only around 100 copies of the comic still exist. This particular one was, quote, buried in a stack of old 1930s movie magazines. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? And was in mint condition. I found according a dead to the, mouse. Uh, according to the uh, <laughs> auction house, comicconnect.com. Uh, and so hundreds of thousands of these were initially printed in 1938, but there's about 100 that remain, and that's it. I would it. have to imagine this is the paramount, the the, the holiest of uh, uh, grails as far as the comic book realm goes. The first Batman, the True Detectives. Uh, I've heard Spider-Man number 14, and I don't know why. Right, what makes that such... That one yeah, stands yeah, out. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know the comic book lore of other... I told you, told you guys a while back, I had my... My huge comic book yeah. stash, and I'm like, I should be able to get something. Yeah, out of about a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like be, that. Yeah, yeah. No, I took it to uh, our local comic shop, and and uh, the guy uh, Jason there that I, that I trust is like, I could throw these in the bargain bin and give <laughs> oh, you twenty man. bucks, but it's really <laughs> he's like, it's you should probably just give them to somebody. Where's my hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> but he did pick out a few that were kind of like. You might want to hang on to this. You right. might want to hang on to that. It's not really worth a whole lot now, but it may be. And, and so I held on to a few of them. It's like anything else that you think is going to be valuable that you've held on to, and you find out it's worth two bucks. I know it's so, you know. so depressing. Uh, so the seller- I like to see. I like to see physically in purse. I mean, they they never yeah. something like that. They would never take out of its seal. Yeah, but just to see it physically, I yeah, would yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to actually you know flip through it. Uh, the seller made a million dollars profit on this sale, so he had bought it. Already for like two and a quarter million dollars. He sold it for three and a quarter. Uh, He had owned it for about three years. That's the thing about do these things ever depreciate? Aren't these a great investment no matter what? I I think they are. I think, like in some realms, I think because there's such a. So you have this huge amount of uh, of collectibles within this realm, but there's only a very, very, very small amount that gets. Profitable. We we right. appreciate at this level. Yeah, and I, I've I've learned a few things actually about this this collector thing. You know, this uh, um, uh, hobby or whatever it right. may be. You know, from watching uh, Pawn Stars because people bring in stuff all the yes, time. Yes, yeah. And one of the things that this guy brought in this really cool. It was is an old drawing of of Spider Man. It was signed by uh, Stan Lee, and and it was framed and everything. He's like, you know, yeah, th- this should be a, at least worth you know four thousand or right, something right. like that. And I forgot who, I, don't, I think it was Chumley. It was one of the other guys that was assessing. And he's like, you know what? He's like, for a time there, Stan Lee wasn't doing so well. And he signed gazillions of autographs and, right. and made tons of these. He's like, this isn't worth anything. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, and something you're like, but it's Stan Lee. And, right. But part of it has to do with the rarity of it. That That's it, a good portion of you it. You know, so. And you learn about that when you watch these shows. Yeah. So the anonymous buyer is apparently relatively new to comic investing, but paid three 
$1.25 million wow. for it. Man, oh, man. By the way, Preston, Spider-Man number 14 is the first appearance of Green Goblin. Okay. And so that's part of the reason why it's a more rare and therefore more valuable okay. uh, comic. So his most famous nemesis appears. Yep. For, the, right. for the first time in number 14. All right. Let me see what else I find. Uh, studies have shown a link between music preferences and a person's propensity to empathize with others. Huh. Uh, so researchers have also found a connection between music tastes and personality traits, where the researchers are still investigating a link between listening to music and its ability to influence a person's mood long term. Strong evidence has shown how music can improve or dampen your mood more immediately. So essentially, there are things you can tell about a person by the type of the music they but like. But they might be more empathetic. Someone who listens to a lot of two live crew is probably very empathetic. Correct? Yes, yeah. I would think so. No, uh, so, I mean, this, uh, then we already, uh, I kind we of did. We knew that. that right? if, if, listen, though, but you, they've made it official now you, with a study. You can't make, a, a, like, a wide assumption that someone who listens to, you know, death and metal isn't going to be empathetic or, 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 you know, but I, I think we, I think you might be more drawn to more soulful stuff. I don't know, right? I think you're right. Yeah. So multiple psychological studies have supported the idea that musical preferences are actually linked to our cognitive styles, our way we think about and react to the world around us. So this study that was done uh, shows a link between uh, genres and our capacity for empathy, as I had mentioned, which uh, results across samples showing that empathy levels are linked to preferences even within genres. Could you make? Could you make yourself, if you're taking a drive, uh, could you make yourself tear up by and know what to put on and, and elicit an emotion as profound as that with a song selection? I know yeah. I could in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. I know I, I there's stuff I could put on that would inspire, that would bring me to the point of eyes watering up. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking of one right now. I, I watched that uh, uh, that Bob Marley documentary. Yes, and uh, I'm, I'm already starting yeah, to get yeah, up yeah, a yeah. little bit about it. The song is this love. Yeah. I'd never really taken time to read the lyrics and right. see what that was about, and it's just so pure, and and it's just you know, it's just it hits it for me, and I get teared up yeah. when I hear that song now. When I, I, some people when I, I think of it lyrically. That's why it kills me when people, some people say, "I don't like music." I'm like, <laughs> right. just music in general, nothing. You haven't found anything? So if you're not familiar, you may have an idea of what empathy is, but uh, the authors in the study explain it's the ability to identify, predict, and respond appropriately to the mental states of other people around you, okay? And people's empathy while perceiving different types of musical content, reacting to it both emotionally and physiologically. So the researchers found that those that categorize as type E, which are those who are biased towards empathizing, you you have yeah. good empathetic skills if that's a term i don't yes, know yeah they preferred i know this is a shocker mellow music that might fall within the genres of r&b and soft rock while those that prefer intense dimension genres such as heavy metal and hard rock tend to show a bias towards systemizing or logic-based thinking rather than showing empathy uh, listen i love all that stuff so i i can be as inspired by a a, a real driving powerful I can be empathetic towards the music almost. I think, and it, you know, there's there's um, this Genesis song Cinema Show, which is part. It's part of the in the cage melody of the montage, Three Sides Live. Um, it, it, it there's it's it's heavy rocking. It's kinetic in parts, and at those, you know, soaring rock moments, I'm just as likely to sort of get teary because it's so 
emotional. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I exactly. mean, it doesn't have to be yeah. Little River Band. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the same study also found an interesting link between type E individuals and music with attributes researchers defined as gentle, warm, and sensual, as well as depressing, sad music and songs. <laughs> as well as depressing, sad music and songs with emotional depth, such as uh, poetic or thoughtful songs. Uh, those with type S or extreme type of personalities tend to gravitate toward high arousal types of music, such as songs that might be described as strong, tense, and thrilling, as well as songs with cerebral depth and complexity. Boner jams. Yeah. <laughs> Boner jams. You know. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it, it pretty much... Uh, flipping through this, and it's a very detailed study, yeah. and it's too much to go into... It's kind of what you already figured anyway. Even though you may be empathetic, uh, and it doesn't mean it's the norm that, that you know, you like, uh, I, I don't know, um, um, Mudvayne. Right. But you are an empathetic person, you know what I mean? No, and I agree. However, I can I know there are points and songs in, in, that are part of my life that I can remember feeling like a, like uh, an emotional wash and i remember the first time i really listened to the lyrics of uh, and i was standing in front of a radio uh in my kitchen and deacon blues came on the steely mm-hmm. dan song and the lyrics in that are to me just rocked me and i'm like oh man did you get a little uh, yeah yeah attempt? yeah absolutely um i, I almost uh, spit out my uh my i forgot, I forgot what deacon bagel. blue is about well, you know, it's 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 just it hits you in, on a gut level. You okay. know, the, the night of the expanding man. Uh, I take one last drag as I approach. It, it's it's a guy making realizations about his life. Okay, and, uh, yeah, and and uh, learn. Uh, I play just what I drink scotch whiskey all night long and die right. behind the wheel. You know, right. all those things are just like, oh my god. They wow. call Alabama the Crimson yeah. Tide. Well, call yeah. me Deacon Blue. Yeah, but I yeah I never da, da, I da, picked da, up da, on I'm that. loving it. <laughs> I haven't picked up on that. Maybe yeah. because I just the music surrounds yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. it's such a beautifully flowing song. It's so. great. But anyhow, it all uh, it's it all apparently ties in together according to this. Story. Uh, let me see here. How about this one? Uh, a study by researchers from Tel Aviv University. This is almost another an institute. Oh, it's unbelievable. I, <laughs> that barely left my was, mouth. Was the just an institute in the junk drawer? I think so. It's 200 acres. Yeah, but they have a new shrinking yeah, technology yeah, 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 that which, they've created, and you can lose it in the drawer if they shrink it down. So uh, they revealed that Stone Age humans were hyper-carnivorous Ooh. apex predators oh. that ate almost exclusively... <laughs> and that and that's, that's a little girl. <laughs> that ate almost exclusively meat from large animals for almost 2 million years. This study changes the current view that early humans during the herbivores, uh, Pleistocene era were omnivores, uh, those who eat both meat and vegetables. Uh, one of the study's researchers said that the study addressed both scientific and non-scientific controversies. They said, we propose a picture that is unprecedented in its inclusiveness and breadth, which clearly shows that humans were initially apex predators who specialized in hunting large animals. Well, you always... It depends on where you are, I guess, in man's evolution, because man was easy pickings early on, mm-hmm. obviously, and then got to a point where I guess he did achieve apex predator status. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the researchers added that it will be hard to convince a devout vegetarian that their ancestors were meat lovers because they might get confused with their personal beliefs with scientific study, which happens a lot. Uh, the researchers, love meat. Uh, the researchers combined the techniques. It's what's for dinner. In studying genetics, metabolism, physiology, morphology, uh, and archaeology in their in their study to see whether Stone Age humans were specialized carnivores or generalist omnivores. And apparently acidity in the stomachs of early humans was uh, high to uh, protect from harmful bacteria when eating meat. So we were probably like of, we were made up differently. Back yeah, then. we were and probably oh, very similar to like dogs. I mean, and animals ability to break down different types because it's not wasn't yes. prepared and processed. Anybody else watch uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum on Disney Plus? I have not it's, seen it. It's great. And he does an entire episode about media. You know, first of all, it's great because it's Jeff Goldblum being quintessential Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. But he goes into an episode about meat and meat eating and, and the history of it um, in humanity. And he goes on to where it's going to go. And the, the reason I bring it up is that, you know, there's this notion that at some point in the next 100 to 200 to 300 years, uh, we're going to run out of cows or whatever. And so we're going to be forced to eat crickets and, and different versions of meat, get our protein elsewhere. And so they, they grilled up some crickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not opposed to trying that. I think what would get me on something like that is the texture of it like the, the, the legs the, the legs and we've like had the, it nick so we've eating of bugs. the bugs yeah you know and and so uh, you know i'm it's an acquired taste in a more than one sense pulverize it into something that you can I turn into like a patty yeah turn it well, into they like do. a paste they can they can make flour it looked uh, from tasty. that stuff like yeah. they you know they were dressing mm. it up with cayenne pepper and stuff uh, These you know crickets are tasty yeah. well i think it I, yeah I the way that it was prepared yeah uh but man you know it's going to be interesting to see where the planet goes in the next hundred years. All right, I'm going to switch gears, okay? But but stem off of this particular story here because I had mentioned all of the ologies, uh, morphology, archaeology, physiology, and Steve said all the ologies, and it yeah. made me think of this. So we watch uh, the show Servant, yes, and on the show Servant, it's great. There is a kinesiologist, yes, kinesiologist, or they, they call it a kinesiologist. Huh. Uh, so what is that? I don't know. Well, kinesiology is a, the study of like human the, the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but, who calls who that? I thought they did on the show. The the gal, uh, uh, she's African American, and she messes around with the uh, oh. Julian Julian. Yeah, yes. Rupert Grant. Rupert Grant. Uh, nothing to do with Alfred Kinsey, but kinesiology. Kinesiologist. Yeah, that's okay, the study is that movement. what it is? Yeah, it's, okay, it's I almost thought like they were saying kinesiologist, and I thought it had to do with sex. It's a, almost like physical therapy. Boners. Uh, somebody who's into kinesiology will help you um, regain your movement properly, like if you've been injured. So a kinesiologist understands how muscles move, how bones move. Yeah, the scientific study of human or non-human body movement. Okay. Then I misheard that. That's okay. Never mind. Damn. It's a good show, by the way. It's always worth then. mentioning. Sure. Next topic. Look over here. Full stop. Uh, do we have time for one more? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we spent a good amount of time uh, talking about dogs a little while ago. PetSmart recently introduced a new six-week training program for dogs called Brain Games. And in the course, the dogs can learn skills and smart behaviors such as reading cue cards. No. Wow. Learning to count and identifying colors Hi, I'm Scruffy, and on tonight's program, we investigate what's going on with the water authority. <laughs> How did I do? You did great. Thank you. It's, a, it's hard because it's, it moves at a level I'm not used to reading at. We'll, we'll call you. Yeah. If, uh, Thank if, you. Yes. Here's uh, my uh, here's my pay ten. Uh, so while pet owners can gain deeper there. 
insights into how their dog thinks. I was on a current affair a while. <laughs> Perhaps you tell me. I don't know. Mari Povich. But they can, uh, apparently they can teach them to read cue cards. Well, what what level of they're just recognizing symbols? I mean, so, but that's what reading is. It I says guess. here the foundation and goal of brain games is to give your dog choices and build a deeper understanding of their minds and personalities. The course is also designed to help dogs develop a physical language. They should put dogs on Dish Nation. I would watch that. That they can use to communicate with their owners about their personal preferences and where when they're interested in participating in a test. Basically how their day was. They can sit around. I'll tell you how it is. I ate an entire goddamn pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it looked good. Yeah. It looked good, but yeah. I over I over I overestimated. I'm the first to admit it. <laughs> I try to figure out what my dogs are telling me. Um shut through, up. <laughs> through their actions. <laughs> uh <laughs> enough with the fish. Uh, no, nice. no, dude. No, no, All right, you want to expand on that? Yeah. Um, did you do when you try to understand what they're saying? Do you, do you look at their eyes for the cues? Uh, it, it's like a whole body thing, yeah, right? Yeah. But listen, it's like one of three things, right? Yeah. It's either I have to go outside, I'm hungry, or I'm thirsty. You know, it's. I mean, it's essentially it's or one I of be, one of those three. Or things. I want physical uh, contact. You know, or I yeah, or I just want some loving. Yeah, right. Some um, loving. and well, so what kind of loving? When you Reg- want some Ted Lasso loving? <laughs> when Reggie is overly affect uh, um, affectionate, it's usually uh, an indication that he needs to go outside. <laughs> He he wants he needs to go like go to the bathroom. Yeah, when he does not leave me alone. Yeah, it's like oh oh you have to go outside. Oh, you know? okay. And you should see his reaction when I go, do you need to go out? And he's like, yes! And he's like, oh, yeah! I mean, he freaks out. He jumps up and down. And then he, like, runs to the door. And he, like, runs back and forth and back and forth. It's, but it's just that initial, like, what are you trying to tell me, boy? My dog, Chelsea, as I'm sitting on the couch, will come to a point in the room that she, she's either moving through it or it's never a stop point. And mm-hmm. she will stop at a, a point looking towards the back door. Yeah. And that's as clear as day. She signals it perfectly. Ours ring the bells on the yeah back oh yeah got that yeah yeah I don't yeah. know why we never tried to employ the bell thing because I I I think he's smart enough to know that he, can he, he text you yeah. uh, no no <laughs> his fingers are just too big but the thing about the bells though is after sometimes they do it uh, just to get you just to get you up and moving and go open the door for him like even if they don't have to go to the bathroom uh, it's like I want to go outside I know you let me out five five minutes ago but I want to go out again okay and you get tired of it for a while but. the other funny thing that he will do is after he goes outside and I let him back in he stands by the door and he knows where the bones are and he looks at the bones and then he looks at me and he looks yeah. at the bones and he looks at me and, and what's it gonna be boy <laughs> yes. yes or or nah 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 <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, maybe you should get him to PetSmart, and they'll teach him to read cue cards. To read. That's what they're doing. Teach your dogs to read. All right, we have got to wrap it up. There's a few stories from Junk Drawer. We had a couple of minutes left over. And I want to break now because I want to get back in time for you at 10 o'clock to win $500 or at least have the shot at it, right? So we'll come back with the presidency money clip and the bizarre file. So we will be back in a moment. Stay with us. You caught up on Weezer, Royal Blood, and Bonnaroo. Plus, a look at Angus Young and 19 other short kings in rock history. And a handwritten note from a 15-year-old Dave Grohl. It's the internet right in the feels. All right. Back into the fray. And uh, the main reason we came back immediately 
uh, is because it's 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock on the nose, and you've been waiting, haven't you? Well, wait no more, because here we go. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Florida man, Florida man. Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, that's the clip. Now the cash. Let's see if we can give you $500. Our keyword for this hour is up. We're not making it work very hard. That's only two letters that you have to text over. You up. You up. You up? You up. You up. I up. You an idiot, Preston. You uh, What's I cup? Uh, what's that? Oh, oh, oh. I see you. I see you. Yeah, yeah. All right, you have I'm until, a nine-year-old, remember? Yeah, that's right. Until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do that uh, through the text on our special short code number, which is 45911, or to also be entered for the $10,000 grand prize. You can enter it with the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins 500 bucks in our company-wide contest. That person's going to get a call from our company, Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. The contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Hyundai City. Again, the word is up. U-P, to be specific. So get on that now. We have a final look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. Let's take it. What's up, Kathy? Yeah, more construction set up. So Pennsylvania Turnpike is jammed up westbound from Valley Forge to Route 29, the easy pass only exit. There's right lane construction that's taking place there. And then also on the westbound side between Ben Salem and Willow Grove, we've got left lane construction. Uh, on the Schuylkill eastbound, you're slow Montgomery to Spring Garden. 95 southbound is still slowing from Allegheny through to Girard. The Vine westbound backing up 8th to Broad. The Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill Express. Uh, on Morris Road at uh, Trumbauer Road, we've got an accident. That's in Talamincin in uh, Pennsville, Delaware Memorial Bridge, southbound. Two lanes closed. That's road construction. 295 northbound jams 47 to 42. Right lane construction, New Jersey Turnpike. Uh, the right lane closed at Route 73. That's construction as well. 55 northbound is stop and go between Deptford and the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by... Exergen, receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer towards an Exergen purchase at any retailer. Details at exergen.com where accuracy matters. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Roadcon Incorporated. If you have heavy and highway construction experience, and would like to work for a company that values that experience, RoadCon wants to talk to you. You can visit road-con.com to apply online. It's road-con.com. We'll start with this. Police are investigating after hundreds of fish were dumped on the side of the road in North Phoenix. And it's at least a 1,000 pounds of carp and gizzard sh- shad. Huh. Boxes of trash uh, from a spearfishing tournament at Lake Pleasant over the weekend were dumped in the area. So according to the Arizona Game and Fish uh, Commission, one known participant of the tournament actually donated several hundred pounds of the fish to the Phoenix uh, Herpetological Society, uh, who were able to share some of the fish with uh, wildlife for bears. Yes, essentially. and Godzilla. But Arizona Game and Fish Department encourages all ethical uh, angling methods and promotes a responsible disposal of fish-related waste. 
The Phoenix Police Department said its officers find the person uh, responsible. If they find them, they could be cited for criminal criminal littering. But it's a thousand pounds. He's a dead fish <laughs> thrown out uh, in Arizona or on uh, of North Phoenix Road. So that must have been disgusting. Uh, for years, Jim Baker, you know who he yes. is. Uh, has been using his daily television program to get his audience to believe that the end of times are upon us. And you, all you have to do is pay him. Often for the apparent purpose of selling them products designed yes. to help them survive the apocalypse. Well, Baker kicked things up a notch on Tuesday's program, which featured uh, conspiracy theorist Steve Quayle warning about aliens, demons, transdimensional beings... And diseases that are designed to initiate cannibalism in human beings and turn them into literal zombies. So what's the product he's selling that's going to prepare you for that? That I don't know. Is it a medallion? Uh, He seems to be suggesting that uh, nasal tests for COVID-19 were part of the nefarious plan to obtain DNA samples to be used in the creation of targeted biological weapons that will unleash a disease to turn everyone it does not kill into flesh-eating zombies. Uh. He said that zombies that are on the earth are a disease like any other disease that affects people, and they become like zombies, uh, he, uh, Baker asked the question. And Quayle replied, that's only part of the story. Zombies also have the evil spiritual entity yes, known as yes. demon possession. So these are demonic. Well, why possessed. do they never address that, President? Zombies. Not even on The Walking Dead. I know. The best way to explain zombies' bloodlust is this. He said, the appetite of demons expressed through humans. Yes. He said, it should be astonishing to people that the richest people in the world, not all of them, but some of them, are into occult ceremonies where they have to drink blood that's extracted from a tortured child. Now, that's sick, he says, but that's the appetite of dem- demons expressed through humans. So. Have you ever seen a demon make his breakfast? He puts the child on a juicer and oh, crushes oh, it down. Man. Well, that's part of the torture oh, of it all. So there you go. Uh, a Filipino man who was found breaking quarantine rules died after being made to do 300 squat-like exercises by police oh, as punishment. Yeah. He squatted to death, basically? Yeah, Darren <laughs> Monago uh, Penarendondo was allegedly stopped by officers while buying water at a uh, after uh, 8 p.m. local time or 6 p.m. local time. He collapsed the following day and later died under strict lockdown right now. The police chief said that there is no physical punishment for those found violating curfew rules, only lectures from officers. He told me uh, from officers. He's told local media that it if officers were found to have enforced the punishment that it would not be tolerated. So a relative of the victim said that uh, Mr. Penan Rendando and the others found violating the curfew were told to do 100 Ugh. squat-like exercises in sync together. If they failed to do them at the same time, then they would have to repeat the sets, and the group ended up doing 300 of them. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. Uh, the guy came home after uh, 6 a.m. Friday morning in pain. Uh, his live-in partner told local news uh, news outlet said he struggled to move throughout Friday. Oh, that's awful. They said he struggled to walk. He was just crawling, and they didn't take it seriously because they thought it was just a body ache. But the following day, he collapsed and stopped oh my God, breathing. That's awful. I know exactly. So I don't know where they're uh, what they're going to do uh, in regards to this. But that's horrible if that did indeed if that was the case. Uh, let's see how about this one. Multiple federal law enforcement officials. And sources confirm a former Southwest Airlines pilot is being charged with committing lewd and indecent acts mid-flight from Philadelphia to Orlando. This took place back in August, but this just came to light. Oh, yeah, you're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. A court filing (laughs) said Michael Hawk intentionally committed an act of lewd, indecent, and obscene exposure. Yeah. Yeah. 
of his genitals in a public space. No. Wow. So the filing from federal prosecutors said the acts began, continued, and were completed while the aircraft was in flight. On the left side of the plane, you'll see the Appalachian Mountains, and in the front of the cabin, I'm stroking! <laughs> <laughs> Hawk was uh, allegedly piloting Southwest Airlines Flight 6607 from Pennsylvania to Florida. On August 10th, the FBI and other federal agents were investigating the case. Charging documents do not specify where the lewd act occurred on the plane, but specify that Hawk exposed his genitals during the flight. Southwest Airlines said the pilot in question is no longer employed by Southwest Airlines and part of the company <laughs> last year prior to becoming aware of that matter. What if one of those things says you're you know, planning and they all say, have a good have a good day if he's just standing there yeah. with that out? Just, yeah, yeah, just uh, yanking on it yeah, as yeah. they're leaving. Thanks for flying. My and friend you, says goodbye. You yeah. know that wasn't the first time. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the time caught. you got caught. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's what I have in the beat file. You, my friend, have uh, about five minutes left to enter the word up, U-P, as our money clip uh, keyword for the hour. And you can text it at 45911, or you can enter it through the MMR app or WMMR.com. Get on that now. The word again is up. Good luck to you. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 1021 and beautiful, beautiful sunshine and wonderful temperatures all day long. 71 is going to be our high and clear. Sunny skies, maybe a little scattering of high clouds, but uh, it's going to be great. Tomorrow, we're looking at a little bit cooler, 65 clouds, so the clouds, lack of sun is going to make it a little bit cooler, but um, 70 and cloudy on Saturday, and then Sunday, we're looking at maybe some showers and maybe into Monday as well. So Saturday, like maybe a shower, but not yeah. like a Not that I'm out. seeing. I'll, you know what? I, I'm going to use a handy dandy app here and yeah. do a little diver deep on, uh, or deeper dive, not a diver deep. That was an album by Van Halen. It's good. Uh, So let me see here. Let's look and uh, see what our Saturday is going to look like. Friday looks great, uh, other than clouds. And I'm looking at Saturday so far. Yeah, not really really seeing it. Or wait, no, that was Friday. Uh, Yeah, a little bit of rain at 3 a.m., Steve. Do I can handle that? I think you could, yeah. I'm seldom out at 3 a.m. on a Saturday. Only occasionally. I mean, sometimes I like to, you know, forge through my neighbor's garbage, but that's it. And it looks like uh, rain off and on on uh, Sunday. So not horrible. Not horrible at all. All right, cool. We can deal. Um, we're going to ask a lesson question from today's program. See if you can get it right and win a pair of tickets to the Dryden 400 NASCAR Cup Series race, which is at Dover International Speedway. And that'll be on Sunday, May 16th. So the question that we're going to go with this morning, we found out that uh, Casey had a pizza last night. His dog Reggie ate it, but... What did Reggie actually ordered? It wasn't pizza. It was something else. 215-263-WMMR. You had to have heard it here. So Casey had ordered pizza last night. His dog Reggie ate it. 
But what did Reggie actually order? 215-263-WMMR will do the trash while you're calling us. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Jersey Mike's. You can download the Jersey Mike's app. Order ahead. Skip the line. Jersey Mike's. Be a sub Above. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, former NBA star Paul Pierce has been terminated as an announcer for ESPN after he posted a video of him smoking pot as a semi-clad woman gyrated behind him. ESPN issued a statement saying there is no room for that kind of behavior in sports. (laughs) Holly Madison revealing details about her sex life with Hugh Hefner saying, and get this, it only ever involved him receiving oral. Madison described it as like keeping gum in your mouth that you know you should have spit out an hour ago. And finally, Lisa Renna has spoken out about uh, or ended her silence about her daughter, Amelia, dating Scott Disick. Even though Amelia is 19 years old, Renna says she is seriously considering having an abortion. (laughs) That's your Hollywood track. All right, to the phones. We head and see if someone knows the answer to this. Uh, Casey ordered uh, pizza last night. His dog Reggie ate it. Uh, but what actually had Reggie ordered? And I will go to Sarah for the answer. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, guys. Uh, Sarah, what did Reggie order? He ordered the ravioli. The ravioli. Yeah. You didn't get it. You got it, Sarah. Hang on a second. I'm going to give you a pair of tickets for the Dryden 400 NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. That's on Sunday, May 16th. NASCAR's back, Dover International Speedway, May 14th through the 16th. You can get tickets now at DoverSpeedway.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right, we'll begin with uh, Hailstorm. Um, Joe Hottinger of the band, Lizzie Hale, are encouraging others to join them in trying to save legendary Nashville live music venue called the Exit Inn, which celebrates its 50th anniversary this year. Loudwire uh, reports properties under contract to a firm that is purchasing independent venues, and the club's owners are requesting that the firm uh, sell them the property so that the club can carry on. In a post uh, to Instagram yesterday, Hottinger talked about his and Hale's experiences over the last or over all the years at the Exit Inn. He wrote, in part, when Lizzie and I moved to town, uh, the first show in our first week here was at the Exit Inn. She got up on stage and sang with our friends in Adrenaline Mob. I'm sharing some memories because instead of turning this legendary venue into another hotel, let's try to keep it around a bit longer. You can follow the link in my bio, he said, and save the Exit Inn, damn it. Uh, So they're doing what they can to help out a venue that they love. Pearl Jam's Stone Gossard assured fans that once the pandemic breaks, they can expect to see the band back out on the road. He promised uh, Pearl Jam will definitely be back. I think we'll probably be on the road. I mean, my uh, hope is that we're going to start playing some shows in the fall or early winter. And I don't know what they're going to be or when they're going to when they're going to be. But that's my hope. And after that, we got a lot of makeup shows to do. We've got a lot of work to do. Uh, as to whether the band will focus on road work or recording, Gossard said, we are, we're always kind of recording and doing stuff, so uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we did some more recording, but there's no plans as of now. I have no idea what we're going to do, but I'll be ready to go when I get the call. And that usually comes from Eddie, right, Nick? 
Uh, about touring? Yeah, or no, about recording. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they won't do it without Ed, but, um, you know, they'll they'll do it collaboratively. They can, I think they kind of just come together when let's they're ready. Collab. Yeah. Uh, let's collab. Let's collab. Uh, Pearl Jam will be represented on the upcoming July 17th Record Store Day uh, with a re-release of the band's 1991 album, or a live 12-inch single, uh, which is limited to 18,000 copies. Are you uh, using your record player much? Or? Uh, from time yeah. to time. Yeah. It's fun, right? Just for fun, yeah. yeah. Uh, the disc features three bonus tracks, including a cover of the Beatles' I've Got a Feeling. Wow. Which I would love to hear. Have they ever done wow. that live? They have, yeah. It's, okay. And it's great, and it's a, a loving tribute to them, and they don't try to do it any differently than the Beatles did. It's, That's cool. It's, it's well done, yeah. Boodly, boodly. <laughs> <laughs> Big Paul fan. Uh, the guitar used by Kirk Hammett in the video for Metallica's single One has gone up for auction. According to NME, the ESP400 series instrument is now available to bid on through Heritage Auctions for a limited time. And the current price bid is $26,000. Yeah, so if you want to get in on that, be ready to spend some bucks. And speaking of the Beatles, the latest teaser from the upcoming box set for John Lennon's Plastic Ono Band has been released with a new evolution mix of Instant Karma, uh, the mix, which features a very prominent George Harrison on guitar oh. and helping guide the session, follows the recent teasers from the set, which include a jam featuring Ringo Starr on Jerry Lee Lewis's It'll Be Me and a newly created video for Look At Me featuring previously unseen 1968 footage of Lennon and Yoko working like hear that. on the Two Virgins experimental film. Yeah. When is the new Peter Jackson uh, documentary coming I on? I don't the... know. Yeah. The, very exciting. Uh, the sooner the better. I, they, they keep teasing it. Right. Uh, they, the, the, I follow the, the Beatles on Instagram. They have a, an official account, and uh, and they've, they've run a lot of videos, but that's been months now that that's been going on, so I'm not sure, Steve, but I can't wait to see it. It's called Get Back, right? Yeah. Uh, so August of this year is the uh, projected release date, August 27th. Uh, the super deluxe edition of John Lennon's Plastic Ono Band will be released on April 23rd, by the way, and there you go. That's what I have in music news. I just see a name on the phone lines. I'm going to go to it right now. Hi there, Mary. Um, hello, good morning. How are you, Mary? <laughs> I'm great. You How sound are you? you sound I'm good. <laughs> you you sound like you're hiding some emotion, some excitement beneath those words. What is it? Well, I just want five hundred dollars. You did not. Actually you did, yeah. which is a wonderful <laughs> thing. Uh Mary, where are you from? Havertown, Pennsylvania. You're a Delco gal. How about that? Delco. Uh, Mary, yes, you a long-time MMR listener? Long, long, long time. Excellent. Uh, who, who's your favorite at the radio station? Come on, you can uh, be honest. Stop. Preston. <laughs> it's Preston. She Preston. just said Preston. Me? Yeah. You're my favorite. Oh. There we go. Oh. Thank you, Mary. I'm more than happy then to uh, share with you and everyone that you did indeed win $500. Uh, from our Preston and Steve Money Clips contest. So, a little bonus there for you. So, Mary, thanks so much. We appreciate you listening. Well, thank you. You guys have a great day. I love you guys. Oh, uh, we love you. We love you. Mary, right. let's hear yeah. it for her. Congratulations, yeah. Mary. She did it. It was so simple. Just texted in the word up. That's all she had to do and won $500. And if you do that and you use the MMR app or WMMR.com, you also might be in the running 
for a $10,000 grand prize. So don't forget to do that. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and don't worry. Pierre's got your shot coming up at noon. We'll return in a moment. Get ready to wrap it up. We'll see how he's doing before we get out of here. Stay put. from Wolfgang Van Halen and Dirty Honey. Plus, Corey Taylor's op-ed on his upcoming tour and see where Dark Side of the Moon lands on a list of impressive historical streaks. Click Contests for your shot at $500. Part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile. Are you with us? WMMR.com uh, so, the struts, yeah, on MMR, kiss this. It is 1038, the and Steve Show. We have this Thursday morning about to wrap up for us, but it may be a whole new door opening for you. Hang in there. We got beautiful weather on, in store for today. I'd like to take a moment to thank our guest, Mr. Josh Wolf. Yeah. Being on the show via Zoom this morning. Josh is great. He's a nice guy. He's hilarious. He's going to be at Punchline tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. And you can get tickets at punchlinephilly.com. He's probably in the air right now, heading towards us. Yeah, he was yeah. Uh, he was in Nashville, and then he was uh, headed to the airport right after he did our interview. So uh, make sure you get some tickets to go see him if you want to see some live comedy. Uh, we're going to do today's letter of the day. Casey is the man in charge. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter N, as in no show. And no sad bro. And no, no sad, sad bro. Which is tomorrow. I can't believe it. All right. We have a $300 prize to give away from the Bagster, a dumpster in a bag. Perfect for all home improvement cleanups. And you just pick one up today at any of your local home improvement stores. Buy, fill, gone. That's They're great. all you got to do. So, yeah, I can't believe tomorrow's Friday. Yes. Woo! This week has been zipping by. I don't know about you guys. That's exciting. It's a great thing. Uh, and, oh, and also, uh, Pierre, don't forget, is going to have your chance to win more money. We had two winners this morning on the yeah. President Steve Show. Uh, your chance to win $500 with our President Steve Money Clip Contest. Uh, noon is the next opportunity, and then it happens at 2 and 4 and 6 and 8. So, Who do uh, we appreciate? Yeah, Pierre Robert, <laughs> Yeah, because he's got the, your chance at winning some money. Um, and with that, that's pretty much all I have to say other than the thanks uh, for the sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors, and Road Con Incorporated. No hiring for... He- not no hiring. Now hiring. No hiring, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now hiring for heavy and highway construction positions at road-con.com. Road-con.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, Open Slate. We are going to make this a fun Friday for you to wrap up the work week. It will be a No Sad Bro Friday with many chances to win money and other things. So make sure that you join us. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Bing, there. Do-do-be-do. do 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 do